they, I, I've talked about it. Hunter told me that when I was, did my first contract negotiations, when I was uh, red hot there, he said, he just said, he goes, there, there will never be John Cena is the last marquee name there will ever be in pro wrestling for WWE. Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with big, the big guy, Ryback, with JD and Asian Joe, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and this week. I'm joined by a very special guest. Ryan Satin is out on sick leave today. So Matt Kuhn has stepped up. He has come on the show. How you doing, Matt? The Big Guys Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin. Brought to you by Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm doing fantastic. And I got to ask, Satin is like 31. So I'm wondering, how sick do you have to be at 31 to call him sick? That is very good point. Matt, but he, uh, and I don't know the details, but I know he had a screening he had to go to tonight also, and he was resting. And uh, so I, I'm not, I'm very laid back and I don't ask a lot of questions. And I was like, like, okay, but I would imagine you have to be pretty sick. Well, yeah, I I think Ryan's a great guy. I know Ryan, and I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a, a, you know, I interviewed you on Why It Ended, and then you and I have had some podcast mishaps with technology and our paths crossed again and it's a pleasure to be here with you today no absolutely thank you very much yeah you told me last week or it was two weeks ago you said if you ever if, if satin ever uh, i don't know if he's what you said terminology term wise if he's out sick or if uh, he can't make the show just let me know i'd love yeah. to know i was like oh the perfect timing and he said that today I go not a problem we'll be good so well everything happens for a reason well i i gotta ask you this is the wrestling segment and i'm curious what your wrestling watching habits are now you know typically uh so i still watch uh mostly uh i could watch raw smackdown bits of, i watch raw more than smackdown and uh just uh not nearly as much as i used to and it's uh, i'll watch the pay-per-views though on the on the network um it's hard for me. Like I used to watch matches every day and like, but I would watch them to study matches and I can't do that anymore right now while I'm going through all my, my stuff because I I've had to shut off that competitive, uh, gene in me. So it's, uh, it, it, I just simply watched to watch the guys I was friends with and got along with and just to, to still watch and to keep current with what's going on somewhat, but it's not so as good as, as good as things are going for you, it's still hard to kind of separate that feeling that you want to be up there. Yeah, man. That's been, again, I've been forced to with the health stuff where I, I had to shut everything off and I don't have a choice. And it, it's forced me to focus my energies on doing other things that I enjoy, you know, the supplements and this podcast and my investments. Like I love that's. I love like, and I do, I do stock courses every day in, in technical analysis and I love investing and I, I was a long-term investor more so, uh, because I like that Warren Buffett approach. And then as I, I, I got more comfortable with it, I realized that there was, there was more to be made in, in swing trades and more, a little bit more short-term, uh, not necessarily day trading, but 
you got to kind of do your homework and you really got to know what to look out for. And there's ways to protect your money and where it's not really all that high risk. If you, if you do your homework and, um, like I, I, I very thankful this all happened because it's it given me, uh, the ability to earn money without my body, which my entire life has been physical and making money with my body. So, but yeah, it's tough, man. Cause I, I, I can't every day. I, I would love to be able to, if I, I, when I wake up every day, I, I go, if my back and shoulder was better, I would f- be going full blown at this. <laughs> and, and I get in the, I'm very competitive and I've learned to be competitive with myself, but I, I, there's times dude, I just cut promos, Matt, and just, and just, and I, and I'll see something in it. I just start cutting a promo just to make sure right. I still can do it, you know, and it, it's right. not a, so that's why I limit my, my exposure to the wrestling a little bit. Cause I, I, it is, it is difficult. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. And it was such a big part of my life for a long time. And it, I plan on it being a part of my life when I'm healthy again too. So, but I know I need to kind of control that until I'm ready to pull the trigger. So it's kind of odd to be watching when you're watching, are you ever able to turn off that thing in you that has to analyze it from the inside? Are you, are you ever entertained by what's going on? Yeah, I'm actually, I could watch it. I'm actually, I've always been good at watching it. Not from a critique standpoint when I'm watching. Now, if I'm watching myself, I can't, I can only watch it from a, where I'm critiquing myself and right, nitpicking. Right. But when I watch other people for them, unless I'm doing like when I'm watching Raw and SmackDown or the pay-per-views, I totally can just sit back and watch it and just enjoy it. And it's not, I don't, and, and obviously knowing things and, and knowing how things work and whatnot, but I, I, I still, I can find the enjoyment in it. And I, I don't get upset over things. And I always, I always, I know how, what it's like up there. And for guys, I, I anything that comes across my screen when I'm watching it, it's for the most part positive, man, I can see and. So it, it is, um, I don't want to be, I wouldn't want to watch and critique and, and nitpick things and because everyone's their own person. I know what it's like to be on the opposite end of that. So I never want to be like that when I watch. Yeah, it's kind of funny you're talking about investment earlier because I think when we talk about wrestling angles and, you know, wrestling interest, investment in what's going on is important. important. And if you look at WrestleMania, the history of WrestleMania, the buildup's always been a thing, you know, to get people interested in what's going on. Yeah. How do you think the WWE is done this year? I've I've been watching since the very first one. I've gone to the last five. Every year it seems a little bit more slapdash, a little bit more thrown together. Yep. Maybe even the audience is being taken a little bit more for granted. Is that something that you see as well? I would agree with that completely. I think the they've done such a great job at building building WrestleMania up as it's People know it's an attraction, and they 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 go to these big stadiums, and they're gonna they're gonna sell out or come close to a sellout, and people from all over the world are gonna come for the experience of the wrestling week and with all the festivities in town. That the event almost sells itself now to where they don't have to put as much focus necessarily on on storylines and building up that they had to in the past to sell the event. The event now is selling itself. So I think that I would agree with you. I think that does happen. And this year, definitely every year seems to it gets a little worse as far as it, the, the lack of there sometimes, but it's from a talent standpoint, everyone's just doing everything they're told. And again, I think like the, the girls storyline with the women with Rhonda and them uh, has had a lot of attention, but like, and in, in, I talked about it with Ryan, like the Brock and 
Seth stuff feels like it just doesn't feel as special as maybe it, it should. And right. I don't know that. And that's just me watching it. And, and it, it, I don't know. There's just something doesn't feel as big about this WrestleMania necessarily. But it, it will. It'll do the great numbers. It'll probably beat past numbers, and they seem to get bigger every year, no matter what. So. Well, the prices are certainly high um, on the secondary market for the tickets. I mean, New York City, it's going to be quite a scene. And it's like you said, WrestleMania sells itself. And I think, you know, talking to people in the industry, talking to Vince Russo every week like I do, you, there's a feeling among a lot of people that WWE has moved towards, it's pretty obvious if you think about it, putting their name above the marquee, far above and away any wrestler. And as far as the long term goes, like, I mean, I understand the ego of it. I understand the business of it. But as far as long term growth goes, you think that's a damaging way to go into it? Uh, I don't know because I, I, it's, I knew that. They, I, I've talked about it. Hunter told me that when I was did my first contract negotiations, when I was uh, red hot there, he said he just said he goes there will never be John Cena is the last marquee name there will ever be in pro wrestling for WWE that was his direct quote to me that and right. it was that in talking about pay and different things and that's coming <laughs> from one of the top guys in the company that's probably going right. to take over the company and i think that they've the the business model has changed over the years and, and with Vince and them where they they now realize that the brand got big enough and now they have enough momentum where they don't have to let the wrestlers get too big. They don't have to rely on one single guy. If you look at it, anybody could be there and be gone and be another guy could be plugged in and everything just kind of keeps moving the same way. Whereas in the past, you know, if they would have lost, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan in his prime or Stone Cold or The Rock, you know what I mean? Those guys, right. it would have it been a damaging blow. And as you see, even like with Roman, is, and I love Roman, but Roman, when he went out there initially with the cancer, Nothing changed, really. It was, everything's just, another guy gets plugged in, and you just keep going. And so it's, I don't know, uh, from on their end, it, clearly there's a reason why they're doing it, and they know things that we, we aren't privy to. And their numbers aren't, their numbers are only getting better. Now, maybe like their live, so their live attendance and things like that on house shows, you know, or I've heard her down at different times and whatnot, but they're making more money than they've ever made. And it's, they're, with Vince, it's strictly a business, and they're running a business. And I think for sometimes wrestling fans get upset at that because, to me, and I've always said this, Vince McMahon isn't Vince McMahon without all the wrestlers. The the wrestlers are WWE. That is, and I I think it fans don't look at it like that all the time necessarily. And that and it you know, without the wrestlers, all the guys that have done this that have worked for Vince, Vince isn't Vince McMahon. You know, but pro wrestling exists without Vince McMahon. So it, it's, I don't know. But I think from his standpoint, it's they built the brand up and that's the way that it is. And um, as far as investment goes, though, in the characters, if you don't have someone above the marquee or close to the marquee, you don't care who wins or loses. I think the passion of the fans might get lost a little bit. But part, the other part of it to me is, the character and why these people do what they do for us to kind of get swept away in this world. I think we have to kind of get investment invested in characters. How, how much attention to detail did you have as far as Ryback, as far as why does Ryback do what he does? What his motivation is? 
Uh, I was always very, as far as uh, when by, I was really big on, on mannerisms and trying to do things. I was always drawn to the entertainment aspect of pro wrestling and the physicality, the intensity and the be- believability. Um, it was just being passionate about what I was saying, which wasn't always easy uh, when you're reading lines and whatnot. And, uh, but I would always try to kind of focus on how I would say something. If I had some input and I, and I thought the promo, I was into the promo Enough. There were other times, especially towards the end, where I I was given, I don't. It was a promo backstage. I remember it was on. I don't know what the movie. I can't remember. Um, it was mo- the movie about the priests that were raping boys. Um, I and, don't remember. And I don't, I don't. It was. I don't know. Remember the name? To say I had never heard of the movie. I had no idea what the movie was about. And I got written a promo, and I was. This was exactly what Vince wants you to read. And I was already kind of on my way out. And it was just, it was, I remember Jericho, like just, it was passion. I was just completely passionless with it. Didn't, no emotion. There was nothing. I would never talk about this. It was like something Goldust would be talking about a movie. And, and it was, it was just, I had no idea. I was no feeling for what I was reading. And I was told, no, Vince, this is exactly what he wants you uh, to read. And I was at that point of beyond caring anyways of going in there and getting it changed because I was on my way out. And it was just did it. And I remember Jericho goes, Jesus Christ, who wrote that? And I go, that was from Vince directly. And he goes, holy f***. Like it was, and I go, yeah, I go, I don't give a And uh, it wasn't, it was, it, promo wasn't bad, everything, but it was just the verbiage sucked. And right. uh, so for things like that, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But I always, everything that I did, I would always just kind of, with Kane, I remember there was a segment with Kane that I get to, a lot of people, uh, when I, the concessions cane when we got into it in the concession thing and right, I threw right. the bag of nuts at him and uh, he forgot your nuts, stupid. That was just me, just being being me, just having fun. And that's something like that people like that. I get quote that all the time. You forgot your nuts, stupid. And like so like that kind of stuff you just kind of like improvise and have fun with and that would be like the kind of stuff that I would do and just a lot of that too with the Rybaxel stuff, me and Curtis Axel, which you could find on YouTube or some of the best things that I ever did. And then the most fun when it was, none of it was ever shown on TV. We were, we would improv a ton of shit on that all the time. So, you know, I think it's one of these things um, I've, I've likened to it as far as taking a bad shot in basketball. If you take a bad shot, you better make it. So if you go off script, it better be good. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, like it, it. Le- it, it, but if it's successful, then they say, great job. Way to grab the brass ring. No, right? no, that's not. So you would, that, that, used to be the way that it was not anymore now if you do that you don't follow the rules you don't play by the rules you're dangerous and they don't like they don't like guys like that because they have the guys that they want to get over and if you're not one of those guys and you go out there and try to get over then now you're not you're not a a team player and there's i'm telling you that it's there's that the brass ring is gone it's and anyone it's been long gone for a long time so it, it's a different age and it's a different time in wrestling. And this is, they do what they want to do and they have control. And guess what? What we were talking about, and this is my thing, if you're a business and you don't want anyone getting bigger than the marquee, who do you think you're going to push? You're going to push guys that they don't think that they wouldn't push before that would be who aren't going to have the worldwide appeal that guys in the past maybe did because they're never going to get too big. It's so, so I talked to you this before. I'm sorry. Uh, did you finish your point? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So we talked about this before, so I know your answer and I know 
in talking to other people, they believe this too, but it seems too insane to be real as far as when somebody gets some steam on their own, like you got some steam on your own, Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan did, I guess Becky has recently, Kofi has recently, but there seems to be a wide, widely held belief that the people at WWE will put the brakes on you, will cool you down. And they did that with you, right? Oh, absolutely. You've seen it time and time again with, with, with people. And, and that one, and, and we've talked about it a lot and it's, it, it is what it is. It's just what they do. And you can't, there's nothing you can either stay there and, and deal with it or you go do your own thing. So it's, um, but it, like I said, and we've seen Rusev was the most recent one I could think of where you, uh, you looked at last WrestleMania Rusev day was the hottest thing going. Um, it's not existent now. So Are you aware that Rusev has lost 17 straight pay-per-view matches? Yeah, Ryan just brought that to my attention. And I I said, and I go, well, that was like during my my streak there where I was red hot. I'd lost seven pay-per-views in a row when all that was going at its best. And the numbers kept going up during that period, by the way, until the, 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 the turn. And then we pulled all the merchandise. So it's... Um, it's a very disheartening feeling and I, it, there's nothing that will make you less passionate about pro wrestling than going through that. It will, because you realize that everything that you're taught and what you work for, that it's, it's just becomes a paycheck. And that is for people that love wrestling. That is, it's the worst feeling in the world. It's the worst feeling in any industry when you're, you know, when you get into it because you love it and then now that is gone. So now you're just doing it for the money, which just has nothing to do with what attracted you to it. Exactly. And that's why I didn't had I had no problem walking away either. And, and again, being in a lot of pain helps. The <laughs> but it was uh where money didn't matter. And like I said, it was a lot of money and it was it was a good amount of money and it wasn't worth it anymore. And uh because I knew this there was there was a there was a ceiling there. And so your creative juices are shut off. That's what I think Ambrose, if if he is leaving, I think that's what he has experienced. Because uh, and money just doesn't appeal to you anymore because you never got into it for the money, for the guys that love wrestling. And it's uh, when you realize that it, it's it's a certain thing. It's it's not it does not nearly as hard to walk away as what you would think. You know, um, as far as wrestling today, you turn on the TV and let's say it's not a friend of yours or a good yeah. friend of yours. You probably know everybody, but if you see someone come on. Who is it that excites you? You, If you see they're about to come on the TV, you're like, oh, good, so-and-so's coming on. Who do you look forward to seeing as a wrestler and a fan? I So I've always, since I was a kid, I've always found enjoyment in everyone. I, I, I've never, like when I watched growing up, I never hated anyone. I never thought people sucked. I didn't, I never, I can sit back and just watch it like that. I think I get excited when I see the new guys come up because I'm curious to see what they're going to do to try to get over. And like and, and the one thing I think, I think the one mistake a lot of guys make is everyone just tries to use moves to get over. There's mannerisms in, in having being a larger than life persona is what pro wrestling is all about. Especially when you're dealing at the WWE level, moves are important, but they're not moves alone are it, it's never going it, to, it, they're just moves. But like, so like for me, one of the guys that I like that, that pops me the most that I look at is the the heavy machine? Is it the heavy machinery guys? The Otis, yeah, Otis, right? That guy, I'm telling you it. right now, he gets it, and it, he doesn't even. He's funny. He's a he's a haha character, but he's also it can be very intense. And it, but in 
he he has elements of Chris Farley that I Chris Farley is one of my favorite comedians, and I loved him growing up. And I watch him, and he but that just his mannerisms. He gets pro wrestling because none of the moves you do mean jack. Everyone knows it's fake. It's it's what you do. It, you know the people's elbow, the stupidest finish, the the, the most. Lamest finish probably in pro wrestling history was one of the most exciting because he made it exciting because he put the rock flair on it. That's what that's what you gotta have when you when you do that. And, and not all the time, just here and there to let the people in to, to just make it entertaining. And so for me, when I see a guy like that, I get I get excited when I see him because I already know he's already thinking along those lines. What can I do to get over? What can I do to entertain the people besides just doing wrestling moves? And I think that's the correct mindset. Yeah, I'm a lot like you where I really like seeing the young guys come up, mostly because a lot of them I've seen, you know, for like Ricochet, I've seen for a long time. And now I'm watching Ricochet on Raw and I'm I'm rooting for these guys to do well. And I think when you say they're relying on moves to get over, sounds like Ricochet and Aleister Black. You know, they they haven't had too much of a chance to do promos, but you're saying it's not even that. It's stuff in the ring they could do to connect with the crowd more besides uh, doing flips. Yeah, because the flips, you can still do all that. You just don't neglect you putting flair on stuff. And, like, it's those guys are doing amazing. And they're gonna, it's going to take time, and then it's going to be doing promos and getting to know them to get to the – as they continue, which they're going to do. They're going to – they will continue to rise. But it, it's being – it's – Moves are just one aspect of this game, but I anyone I remember growing up and watching and guys, these these you look and you look at a guy like Stone Cold and The Rock and Hulk Hogan, they didn't have a ton of moves. It was how they did it. It was the intensity. It was the believability. They look like they can kick your ass. And I think for guys and like I said in Gorilla, whenever you're up there with WWE, they always have the words intensity, intensity and sell plastered up there before you go out and there's a reason for that is because those are the two things that sell tickets so it's uh and it's how you get over is intensity and selling because you can do all the cool things in the world but if you don't look like when you actually have to kick somebody you could kick somebody you're never going to get to that next level but that's something i think time will tell on on talents like that and as far as how they grow and they're doing great there's nothing like I said, I, I look forward to watching them every week because I'm looking to see what are they going to do to try to what you know with the, the time they're allowed out there. What are they going to do this week? So, sure. And you know, one thing that came up this week, and it's on pretty much every week now, is the Kurt Angle kind of uh, farewell tour. Yeah. And they're picked the, the he finally quote unquote picked his own opponent, and it was a very disappointing pick because it was Baron Corbin, and it's almost like it's been there, done that. What do you think of that pick? And how do you think they're treating Angle in all this? So, yeah, I, it's a tough situation. So, for one, so here's how I watch. When I watch, I, I literally said, good for Baron Corbin getting a big WrestleMania match. <laughs> right, but right. I look at things in a different mindset because my <laughs> mindset is different. So, I think a lot of it depends on people's mindsets. But I also am very understanding of this particular situation I, I never once said, oh, man, it's Baron Corbin. Not once. And then that's just me watching. And I literally, good job for Baron Corbin. That's a, that's how you, I feel like sometimes people complain, Matt, because people will say they're bringing back all the old timers. They're, they're keeping the young guys down. The young oh. guys, they are giving a huge spot to a young guy. To No, no matter which way it goes, that is a huge spot to be in for a, a, a guy that that is fairly new up there still or been up there for a few years. But... 
that's how you grow talent and you continue to and whatnot. But uh, I agree at the same time, it's been there, done that and whatnot. And I think people, the problem with this particular situation is not so much Baron Corbin and if he, and I, and I really feel for him on, on this situation. I think it's more that people just had such high expectations on who it could possibly be to be Kurt Angle's last match that if it wasn't a John Cena or somebody, and I feel like if it was John Cena, we may be having the same discussion of people, even though that they, they're because it's not him now. So I don't. I think the ex- expectations were just so high on who it could be for Kurt, and that that when it was Baron, it was like what, and people are upset and whatnot. But it, it it's a tough position because what do you do with Kurt? Like I mean, Kurt. I don't think Kurt should be wrestling at all anymore. And that's probably yeah. why it is the retirement. He, it is like, you know, he's he's put his time in, and his, his body's beat to hell. And you know, I I feel like it's that job is so dangerous anytime you do it and whatnot, and the physicality of it. It's, but they want to give him a big send off. I don't think he's. I think they're giving him, regardless of who his opponent is, to have your last match be at WrestleMania, and you're and it's being advertised as your farewell match. That alone is is a huge huge honor. In moment for any pro wrestler to be able to give be given that platform, it's just a matter of what the. I don't know what the and you got to like, here's just throwing this out there with people, too. In maybe in Kurt's health, I don't know what exactly where his health. I could tell he's definitely lost a step, and as we all will as we age and whatnot, and with all his neck injuries, maybe they don't want to have these huge expect expectations for Kurt to go out there and have a Kurt Angle match. Because he can't, I don't know, and, and maybe so. It's kind of well. Let's we can give him this so, and there's a storyline behind it, and we can kind of put closure on this storyline. It's Kurt's farewell ma- farewell match. Maybe they're just doing the best they can with what the the circumstances are. I don't know. And with Kurt Angle, um, his the drop in his ability has been profound. I think, and I think it says a lot about the way he was. He was so fantastic before, yeah. and now it, it's it's not the same thing. So so maybe it is the best way for him to go out to kind of put a guy like Corbin, who I think seriously underrated, kind of on the map. Do you think WWE is going to change it? Or are they going to bow to the pressure? Do you think? Or I, I, I honestly hope them? they don't on this one particular situation. And I think it would really that'd be really unfortunate for Baron Corbin. That that would that would it's because I I think people are going to complain about anything. There, there's plenty on that card. There's 500 matches. Just focus on the other 499 matches during WrestleMania. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's I'm, it's it's. But I think again, part of it is too. Kurt Angle is so loved and respected that it's not just people necessarily probably being angry. There's probably a, a mixture and a combination. That they they want Kurt to have this this big send off, but it's like maybe they don't do John Cena because they don't want John Cena to lose again at, at WrestleMania. And, and Ryan Satin brought that up and great point with how he was booked at, at, at last year against uh, Undertaker and whatnot. And in Kurt, Kurt's ability is always the same. It's just his body, I think, is is at a point where he physically can only do so much. So it's like, do you give him this opponent? Like, I'd seen like they were guys they wanted to see like Velveteen Dream or a young guy come up. Well, maybe Kurt can't have the kind of match that he would want to have with them on that platform. You know, I don't know. And maybe this is a way they maybe they want Kurt to go over and to have a, a win on his final match and to go out, you know, right off into the sunset on a high. And so Baron's the guy they're okay doing that with. 
you know, I don't know. It, there's so many factors that go into this. So, yeah, and with this happening, of course, at WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania is t- two weeks away as we record. Probably a little bit less when it hits the air, but there's going to be, as you said, a lot of matches. I'll be there with my son, sitting there all day. Is there? And we talked earlier about kind of this slapdash approach to booking. And even though the booking's been consistent with the women on top, is there any match you're particularly looking forward to? Like, WrestleMania's coming. I really want to see this match. Ah, I'm trying to think of there's the, all the different matches, what what is being advertised. I know, like, I always, I enjoy Brock matches. I always, no matter what. He's fantastic. Have, and it's, uh, and especially when he's working with with the some of the, the smaller guys and to see how they're going to, what story they're going to tell and, Brock is highly underrated and it's for me I always I just like seeing what he's going to go out there and do and the, the guy the guy's done a 60 man Iron Man match with Kurt Angle on Smackdown like right, the guy can right, go right. like the guy the, for anyone to, to call him lazy or anything we should all be so lucky to be in that position to where he has control as a pro wrestler to see another pro wrestler get paid a ton of money and not have to work as hard after cuz we all know how hard this it's like and he's earned it. And he, but he goes out there and he works hard when he goes out there and he works. He has, but he understands that. Like I think a lot of the young guys sometimes forget too is because I've seen people make comments about him. Is he knows how to work to get over. He's over, and he he knows how to stay dominant and he knows how to work like a beast. He doesn't go out there and just trade moves with a hundred and ninety pound guy to show everybody in the back that he can quote unquote go. That's not what it's about. So he's and he's in. Nobody's going to question him on it. So, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Seth to see what they put together and how they they play that whole thing out. And if he's going to go off and fight in the UFC there uh, against Cormier, Cormier, Daniel yeah. Cormier. Yep. And then the uh, the women's match. I'm curious to see how they uh, they do that if they're going to let them main event and uh, and how how they they go out there and uh, do all that. But I man, I sit back and I, I don't watch. I won't watch it. From beginning to end, I probably miss will miss the pre-show stuff and all that, but I'll put it on, and then as I'm doing my stuff, I'll, I'll watch when I see a match I want that comes on, and I'll sit and watch it, as I usually do. I usually watch, you know, three or four of the pay-per-view matches, and some of them I, I go do other things, so, but it's, um, I, I, because I, I, I know pretty much everyone there, so it's always, for me, it, it's cool just to be able to watch and see how everyone's doing. With Brock, he's kind of a freak, you know, and, and like you said, he actually makes, even though he always get, comes across as a monster, he always makes everybody look good that he yep. works with. But he came up through the system. Uh, Ronda Rousey came from outside the system, uh, did the MMA, did the Olympics first. Is that, I heard you and Ryan talking last week, last time Ryan was on, about the reality-based stuff, you know, and, and about how everything else is BS, but this is real and everything yeah. else, you know, and, and it, is that the issue that will always happen with the Ronda Rousey? Because when you bring in an MMA person, you're already kind of saying everything else is not on the level, but she's on the level. And is that, it, can that ever be reconciled? Do you think with the MMA fighter out there? Well, I feel like, I mean, when Ken Shamrock came up and stuff, they just went out there and he just kicked ass and you didn't, you didn't need to say it though, because you're just reminding everyone when you do that, there's just nowhere to go from that. And I think though, part of that too, in like, you just, Ken Shamrock was the baddest MMA guy, legendary, just, and I never remember any of that with him. He just went out there and he, 
was a pro wrestler, but he did he he wrestled with MMA and he with with his holds and his style, and he would have different things. But we, he would he would do pro wrestling moves and kick ass, and he had the intensity behind it. And he did like that's a bad. I don't want to mess with him. But he didn't remind you. I, I feel like that his stuff is is real and everything else is fake. I don't know. It's just. I just don't think, I think it's really tough to go from anywhere with that. And when you remind people and like you said, if you're, you're in the movie and you stop and, and, and Arnold tells you you're watching a movie, it right. kind of takes you out of the element. And the, but, and again, too, if it, it's not to say that if you do do that once or twice, but then you got to go, you got to back it up and you got to go show them that this, what you just went out there and did was real. And you got to do something that that's going to be talked about for a long time. And that hasn't happened either. So it's, uh, I get it, but people talk about it and it, but it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way to go about doing it. So finally looking past WrestleMania, we've had a very unusual, unique, and hopefully triumphant situation with the Roman Reigns. Uh, where do you think the WWE goes after WrestleMania as far as hitching their wagon to somebody, you know, they're not going to have somebody above the marquee, but Roman's certainly been the guy that they've put head and shoulders above everybody else. Do you think they still have that confidence in Roman? Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Drew? Do you see anybody on the cusp who WWE might decide is the guy? I don't know, man. You know, Braun, Braun had some serious momentum there many months ago. And uh, where he, I thought he was the number, he was getting the number one baby face reactions on the show or it was, I mean, he, it was up there. And there was, I'm watching and just what I was like there, the momentum is naturally there for this guy to go with right now. And then it got completely derailed and it never happened. And I, so I don't know. I, I personally would love to see Kofi Kingston have, have a huge WrestleMania moment and go on and get in and, and let Kofi have a huge singles run. For me, that would be the focus after WrestleMania because you got a guy that's put in 11 years. He's, he's as reliable as anyone. I, I've talked about it before. He's missed hardly any time in that 11 years. You know he's reliable and you can count on him. I would like, much like they did with AJ when they started pushing AJ, I would I would put Kofi and in, in start building storylines around him and let's see let's see how long, if they can grow it. Because I think, I think the people, uh, with his history, there's a built-in storyline and he's proven himself. And I think the people would accept him. And if he goes out there and he has to perform, obviously, in ring, there's no question. But I think he's he's come through on the microphone time and time again. But get him away from the New Day. Build a storyline around that. Have them turn on. Do something with that. Have Just let him have a run. Sure. And I want to see, I would like to see the development of Kofi Kingston. Because I think there could be something with that going on. And Roman, great point. You never know with, with them. I, they've put so much into him. And well, now they're asked is well, is this something that's going to come back? We don't know. I, I think though, I think Roman gets back on track after WrestleMania, and they start, you know, they're, they'll ease him back in as they should have for this, not just take him back and let's see how they uh, how they play with it because he's he's finally getting a good crowd reaction now. An, an unfortunate set of circumstances, but it's he's now getting the reaction that right. that I think the people. Uh, he has a better connection with the people because of all of this. So I, I would be curious to see how things unfold with him, how people embrace him moving forward with things, or if it just goes back to the way that it was with his reaction. So I think that that's definitely something to watch for after WrestleMania. But Drew, another top talent. And I think the only way, though, 
The only way this happens is the only way you become a big star is you got to win the big matches at the in the big the at the right times, and they, you got to get the trigger has to be pulled. I right. I went to Vince multiple times and said, please pull the trigger, please, and that was my exact term, please pull the trigger because it never got pulled, and it's right. these guys it's not been pulled on yet either. So uh, we'll know when they pull it, and it's uh, hopefully they do, but. I think they all, they're all going to do great. They're all going to be put in positions and perform as they always do. But it's through storylines and, and big wins that you really, truly, in momentum, that you become a bigger star. So, Well, I keep saying finally, but I've got Ryback on here. And I, I just want to ask you something because it's something that perplexes me. Working with Vince Russo, um, we do a podcast every week, Truth With Consequences. And I told him that you guys, meaning the writers, suck at this. They've never been able to figure it out. You brought up Braun Strowman earlier. Braun Strowman, Goldberg, Ryback, where do you go? Like, where do you go? How do you sustain it? How do you take a loss and then sustain this monster? Is there a way to do it? Because there hasn't really been a template that's worked. That's a really good question. And I, it is a very... I look back, and I remember Vince always saying, I can't have you run through the whole roster. I can't have you run through the whole roster. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. But you see him, so you look at like how Brock is booked. But the key is, you can't be on TV every week, or you can't be wrestling every week. And you can have losses still, but it is, it is definitely, it's, it's more difficult now with today's wrestling because the style has changed a lot with a lot of guys. It's just, it is, I don't know, man. And I, and I don't, I always looked at, so for me, I actually like that initial period of monster Ryback as great as it was financially, there was a lot of pressure all the time. And I, which I was totally cool with, but that was the same thing with me. I was like, where do I go from this? Where do I go? And the losses didn't help, but it kept getting bigger, kept getting bigger. But when I came back as a baby face in San Antonio and the crowd gave me the great reception, I remember though, my focus shifted in, in in working with Axel, and I was and I, I looked at Cena, and I think Cena is a great babyface because Cena will get take one punch and go down, but he'll kick your when he's ready to start kicking your. And for me, that was like that's the kind of babyface that Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's another guy. He would sell his ass off for people and get the shit beaten out of him, and then he'd Hulk up and fire up, but he had that intensity when he was kicking. That was for me where I wanted to go and where I was happiest because there was, you could take losses as that and bounce back from it. You can get sympathy. It's really tough for a monster character because the sympathy aspect, it, it, and it's a testament to the guys that kick really well, but you, you got to be able to have an element where people can feel for you as well too in this. And it's really tough sometimes, especially like Braun's so big too, Matt, you know, like it, it, it's, it's, what do you do? I don't I don't know if there is an answer to that, Matt. I don't. It, it's I just remember being in that role and I remember thinking, I go, where do you go from this? Because it's you're doing these and it was doing shorter matches and the, the reactions just kept getting louder and louder and it was just kicking ass and being intense and then it was, oh now you gotta go wrestle CM Punk and do long matches. But we don't want you we want you just doing that. Well, I can't do a twenty minute match with that guy if that's all I'm doing. Because I got to sit in a hold and like he doesn't want me moving out of a hold. And it's like it's a different, it's just, it's a weird fucking dynamic, man. And I don't know. And we saw it with Goldberg. When Goldberg went after that streak, he didn't really, you know, what, what do you do with it? He took some losses and like it was not a lot, but it, it's, uh, I don't know, man. 
I don't have an answer for you on that. I, I think you kind of touched on it, you know, maybe that you sideline them for a little bit. They work every house show. They're only on a TV once in a while. They're, I even was talking to Vince about this, about uh, with Strowman, you just do it Ryback style, you know, for a while. Just sideline him. He comes on TV once in a while, beats up three guys like Andre used to do. An attraction, yeah. And, that's exa- I was right, going to mention that right. with Andre. You got to keep him as an attraction. Right. And then if, if once in a while, he can get in the title picture, yep. you know, but you, you maintain it. Otherwise, you run the risk of having what happened with big shows so many times. 100%. And by the way, from if I'm a business and I'm investing in talent and human bodies, I don't want that big Braun Strowman going out there having to do a million moves every night because he's going to break down his body quicker than other guys. I want to keep him and you can have him for, for 15, 20 years. And if he's in, but you, you put him in there from time to time and that might be excessive 15 to 20 years. He might not want to be there that long, but like just you, you don't use them as every other guy. And it, you have a business of all these different talents and you use guys and that's 100% with big show what happened. And they just become another guy, but they're not another guy. He's, he's the, the, the best giant in professional wrestling history with Andre. Like you, you got to treat him as such. And he's a rare human being, but it's again, it's, it's, that's the environment that they've created and what it is. And guys can't really go in there and say, well, I don't want to work all the time. And because they're looking at it just from a show. Well, no, we need you on every show because people are going to come and see you. We want to make money. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a tough dynamic. Well, I'd like to thank you for having me on. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Matt Kuhn. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Kuhn Music. And you talked about breaking down. Hopefully, by the time this hits the air, my podcast will not be still broken down. <laughs> but you can find it at uh, Total Engagement with Matt Kuhn. And if you follow it right now, it might just lead to Ryback's podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to that one, too. You probably are already. Uh, Ryback, I just want to thank you a lot for having me on today. I've had a lot of fun talking about wrestling with you today. No, absolutely. And guys, I'll make sure uh, we'll give a plug for the show next week as well. Uh, hopefully the redirect and all that is uh, all, all fixed. But thank you, Matt, very much for coming on. Guys, we're going to have JD and Asian Joe on here shortly. And we're going to be right back after these messages. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we are back. We got Asian Joe. We have JD. JD, do do you have a nickname? Did we come up with a nickname for you? For the show? Yeah, in general. Just No, well, JD was my nickname. That, I mean, but you're, I know you as JD, though. We, I feel like Joe's Asian. Really? Asian I, I've, been trying, I've been trying to be black <laughs> I'm just for, for a the long people, time. For, for gimmick-wise, I And then you like... broke my heart. I, was, I honestly was going to... Wait, what now? <laughs> I want to... 
I feel like for the listeners, we have a lot of new listeners. And, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to reel them in here. I uh, actually laughed yesterday during my game because on the back of my jersey, I have my other nickname, which I used to wear on the back of my tights, which was Jay Dizzle. Jay Dizzle. Jay Dizzle. Which came from actually a lot of the FCW guys. I was trying to think where that came from, and nobody in Louisville was calling me that. They just called me JD. But when I got to Florida, everybody was like, Jay Dizzle. And I was like, okay. So I, eventually I just put it on the back of my tights. So I put it on the back of my hockey jersey. And I went to go take a face-off yesterday at the beginning of the game. And the guy was like, wait a minute. What the hell does your jersey say? And he's like, oh, Jay there's Dizzle, a Jay Dizzle, my nizzle. No, he's like, oh, there's a D. I thought it just said Jizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, Phoenix is a Twitter handle. Pimarizzle. Pimarizzle. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, so, Jay Dizzle needs to Jay Dizzle. P Pimarizzle. That's... You finally meet. <laughs> she doesn't even exist anymore. She doesn't. I think her Instagram got shut down. Did it? Did it? Oh, I, it probably did. A long time ago. Yeah, but the Twitter's never, still up. But she's never tried to like. Usually, people get those back up pretty but quickly. Dude, like it's 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 a crazy because I remember Alexis her her Instagram got shut down and she spent thousands of dollars to get it back. Yeah, I remember you were saying that's crazy to yeah. me. That that what did she have to spend the money on? Uh, for this guy so who apparently her. knows a guy from Instagram that could bring it back, which I think it's like it sounds like a scam. If I've ever somebody got one. greased or what? I don't know, but like what? what I think I what happened was it was really thing. convenient that she hired this guy to get that check mark, you know, that the verification. verification, right? Just so happens when she hired him, her account got shut down, and then for an extra, you know. Fee, you can bridge your account back. It's Whoa, like, this it's is, like huh. I think anybody listening to this right now clearly sees the writing on the wall. Right. But I mean, we paid us to like, why she, did she pay for verification? You don't have to pay for that. She, well, I don't know. This is, that's how they got <laughs> this. Is, oh, well, because I think you're different. Like because, no, because mm -hmm. you're a public figure in mainstream. Keep going. She may. Oh, oh, Mister! I, I'm introverted. I like to stay home and not do anything. And then it's like, oh, keep going. I'm, 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 I'm famous. Uh, you're gonna put me over. Yeah. Here, you put me over. I think, I think it's safe to say Alexis got bent over off the clock that day. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, let her know. <laughs> no, I love Alexis Fox. Yeah. She's our she best. Got, she got, YouTube she got YouTube. scammed. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, it took it took literally about three weeks to finally get it back. <sighs> I mean, she's at like a million followers on Instagram, which is no. huge. No, that is, but I just, I just, I just find it. 1.1. It's just the fact that. <laughs> yeah, you keep track of that every every night, every night before you go to Almost bed. It's like how many followers did I gain this week? <laughs> it's, it's all <laughs> worthless. Trust me, it's not. Yeah. So a lot hold of, on a sec. Did, was the guy? Is that the same guy that actually brought her account back? Yeah. What's this guy's name? So we could tell help I, the people. Here, I don't not to remember. Stay away from this. Don't pay for verification. This is, this is about a year ago, so I don't remember and this guy. But Instagram like, it was attacked. funny because Alexis was—I uh, think she was out of town—and she asked me if I could handle it. And so I hit up the guy. It's like, hey, um, so Alexis told me to get some information, and he's like, yeah, I sent you an invoice. It's like that wasn't my question. It's like, what information do you guys need? It's like, well, I sent you the invoice. It's like, okay, well, fine, okay, fine. I'll look at the invoice, but. Besides the invoice, what other information do you need from us? And he was just like, He All just right. wanted to get paid. He just wanted to get paid. He, he was like, you're not foxy enough to talk to me, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> oh, some people. That got you to, to get verification for your Instagram and got shut care. down and you just paid them. Yeah, I don't freaking care the, about my Instagram. Uh, there was a girl on there. This girl, she's really pretty. She's in Vegas. The one, with the one we talked about? No, no, I would love oh, to run one. into her. She's uh, Nicole, Nicole Laurel. She's like a bong, one of the, a bong, a bang, the bang, um, one of the bang girls. Yeah. She, uh, and I'm not going to lie, like her videos, she solely just uses social media to get followers and to kind of promote, yeah. and I, I'm okay with it, but she makes some pretty hypnotizing videos with like music and doing little grinding and mm-hmm. like always has her bang stuff. And, uh, she's really, what's pretty. her name? Nicole Laurel, but her page got shut down. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. So she has a temporary one up with no followers. Nobody's following it. And she quit posting mm. and it's been down now for weeks, like two weeks, I think. Yeah. And I don't know what happened or if it, she had 1.2 million followers. That's, yeah. She, and, uh, but I, I, it's like it's amazing that they could just get that shut down and how hard it is to get it. Like it's like that communication with social yeah. media, with and Instagram and Facebook. They have this these huge just are they what are are they billion do, billion dollar companies? It's Facebook. Yeah. Multi billion dollar Yeah, multi billion dollar yeah. companies that they have this there's such a disconnected social media, it's supposed to connect all of us, right. but yet we can't speak to them. Exactly. That's where it's a very odd thing to me yeah that why wouldn't you build this if you have this platform yeah. for people to connect people why wouldn't you have this awesome customer service well-trained people to deal with any situation on him because this is what the world is using to solve problems when things happen because it's did you see did you see the joe rogan podcast with the uh the ceo of twitter no yeah um i think she also i think he also brought along the head of I think um, with a terms of service type person or whatever, yeah. and they actually talked about how some of the why some of the um, the users, the Twitter followers got or some of the users got got banned, like Alex Jones. Um, I think Milo. I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. I never yeah, even heard. No, of no, no, nobody can. Yeah. So, but they go on to explain that they actually have an algorithm. Obviously, a program where it, you know, when people report, you know, abuse or stuff like that, then it'll temporarily shut your account down. And then they actually have someone actually review it. But I mean, when you got people reviewing accounts, you know, and there's, oh, there's who knows how many there are. Yeah, exactly. To where you fall in um, that line. So, but yeah, if I think I forgot, it's Jack something, uh, the CEO of, uh, of Twitter that went on Joe Rogan and basically explained how, you know, social media and um, how it know, all works, how it all works from their side. There needs to be a better system for that. I mean, I get that you got to have the algorithm, I guess, with the amount of accounts that. Oh, the yeah. Initial phase. But they, that from step one to step two, I think uh, I think there should be a verif- verification process from the beginning, like not just. Just give us your email and your name. Yeah. You know, they got to be a... Well, that's a, why we've talked about the social media. Yeah. Movies. Just something, but... Yeah, so it's... um, But yeah, it's just um, how crazy how social media does kind of... Or Jack Jack Dorsey is the uh, CEO of Twitter. What was the point of uh, having him on? What, or they were just talking about like why people's certain accounts get... Well, I mean, he was basically how, you know... I didn't... I only saw like the first like hour just, or so. Oh, okay. And, um, but... I think Joe Rogan had Jack Dorsey on 
And they basically, you know, Joe Rogan's asking a bunch of questions about, you know, the process of like how some of these influencers, influencers are, um, you know, getting banned or, you know. It just all comes down to just, people reporting them. And, yeah. And um, I guess I guess people were complained that Joe Rogan didn't push hard enough on the CEO. So they brought Okay, them I did hear that, actually. Yeah. There are people. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you, if you just go on Joe Rogan's podcast and listen to it, it's pretty interesting. I think my new goal is the, and I've talked about this with social media. I was talking to somebody yesterday and it was the... Having the platforms, the YouTube videos, the content, and like Instagram, but just disabling comments, mm-hmm. and then just put your stuff, and nobody just doesn't matter. Yeah. You said you said that to me today, and I forgot to say back. Oh yeah, that prob- was the, that was I today. Can't remember my conversation. The, pro- the problem with it is they've changed it now. Like if you did it a year or two ago or before, it was perfectly fine. But the algorithms now remember how it punishes just a couple you months for ago, it probably. Well, yeah, it punishes you because. It shows that you don't have engagement, therefore it doesn't send people to your page and you get basically put to the back of the line regardless of how popular you are. But the whole point of it was, though, is once everything in financially, investments and everything, oh, and yeah, obviously. then it's double I would finger. Have, I, I would have one Instagram picture, it would be a middle finger. Yeah, just <laughs> the world. <That'd> be... <laughs> just investment in real estate and I got my business and if you guys you know what Instagram if you don't want to spread my content I don't give a shit. it's dude this girl that you're talking about this Nicole Laurel yeah in the face looks exactly like my cousin okay what's your cousin's I don't know phone how number to reply to this yeah let's uh, what's your relationship with your cousin yeah let's let's, uh, let's bring let's Look, bring your that... cousin on wait yeah. wait who's that that's your cousin who is that that's not the girl it's just about the girl. Look, let me show you. Wait, I found... wait, is that a picture of your cousin? Is that your girl? cousin or the girl? Wait, is that? That's. I think that's Nicole. I think I got. I'm gonna. <laughs> You're confused, right? It's. Hold on, I gotta. Well, because I don't know what the girl looks like. I'm I mean, pulling I her up. I didn't, like, of course. <laughs> got her on speed. Yeah, on speed dial. Yeah. You got her on speed dial. On speed, speed bookmarked it. You bookmarked. That's her. It. Yeah, she's, she's okay. This is. This is her, JD. I know. That was her. That one of those pictures I showed you. Okay. That, wait, she looks like she, I think that was from a little bit ago, though. She's gotten even cuter. She works out at Lifetime Fitness. She's always posting videos at the gym. You get a new membership at Lifetime Fitness. in Green Valley. I'd have to go all the way across town. Oh, I... Just, uh, just around I know 45 minutes. That's what, what, else um, do you know, what else do you know about her? Uh, I don't, not, not nearly enough, JD. How much cream and sugar <laughs> does she take in her coffee? She doesn't drink coffee. She only drinks Bang Energy because she's a Bang girl. It's... She yeah, does. But, she does drink. But coffee. I didn't notice. Well, the thing is, with speaking of Instagram, I did notice you follow. We actually mutual follow uh, another girl. Yeah, you said she was an escort. I didn't. know No, that. no, no. She's a she's a owner. She's a proud owner of a. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dude, I, I pop. I pop for this. I, I just got wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> pop for what? Popped over what? <laughs> I just got a follow from a guy. Oh, what? <laughs> you just pop. Right. Hold on. James, James Kringle. Kringle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got two pictures. One he's getting the old beard trimmed, and the other one he's. Oh, I just listened. That's a hell of a There's random a... follow right there, James. No, no. is that re- is that really Santa? And he's just being low key to try and keep an eye on me. I did don't you, know. Uh, Do you need a new weight belt? Did you ever listen to your mom's house? Did I remember I told you I've about? Not listened to it. Yet. So if you listen to it, they... I have it on my thing. I yeah. So they um, they found this guy. This. Um, this guy on Twitter, 
I think it's Michael Daddy 13 or something like that, that, um, you know, he's a rich guy that's basically a sugar daddy. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it's like a very unattractive older white male. And it's just, you have to look at his Twitter handle um, that, you know, I'm hanging out with, I'm hooking up with these girls. And he's got to be in at least his like late 50s or 60s. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's like talking about, you know, that he's bawling. You know, he's, 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 uh, he owns multiple houses. Uh, and it, it's just, but if you look at his photos, it's like oddly weird just to, just to see, you know, some of his posts. Is he how many, like, how many, how many of these fake sugar daddies do you think have figured out that there's so many thirsty girls on social media and they don't actually have money? They just have a boatload of credit cards. They yeah. could, yeah. Go into extreme right. debt and yeah. live life good for a while and then disappear off the radar. That's, uh, I'm trying to think that, so he's a 50 to, he's a 50, 60 year old man, older man living the life of a younger guy. Is that? Well, he's a, he's like, he talks about he's balling, you know, he's, uh, and there's people there. You could buy fake money too, actually on, oh, yeah. I think you could buy it on Amazon. On Amazon. And, yeah. Movie money. Yeah. I might start posting just. Stacks, yeah. stacks. <laughs> what's this guy? I, what's this guy's name? I'm, gonna I'm, see I'm, I'm looking it up right now. What's this his game plan that he's on? Uh, <laughs> Guys, I'm not trying to brag with this big stack of cash. All I did, <laughs> I, I just got it to to get your attention because I have a positive message. I want you to treat people good, and I want you to be nice, and I want you to help people out. And uh, I mean, just you know, and. That's the equivalent of me of a hot girl posting uh, a thong pic with or a ass, naked picture or a naked picture putting a with bible a, with a bible quote. I'll do that with money, just really. <laughs> but don't don't let anybody judge you. Be strong yeah. from within. Be comfortable in your own skin. Because you uh, can't get that message across. Uh, you can't get it across any other way. You and not get, only not only get their attention, JD, to get your message across. Not only are they naked, they're usually turned around because. They can show without know, getting their account. They know pulled. what they're doing. Yeah, it's just, they're pulling all the strings. Social media is just soft core porn these days, which is why. Well, it does Twitter, it's, it's full. Twitter's on porn. just full blown. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know what am I missing. Instagram's topless only. Well, what? So they don't serve alcohol. They don't on serve Twitter. alcohol on Instagram. <laughs> it's essentially. It's Twitter's full blown drugs, alcohol, just whatever you want, orgy. It's um Michael Daddy fifty one. Michael Daddy fifty one. <laughs> Whoa. He has eighty four thousand followers. His blood it, pressure's through Instagram the Instagram or what? It's on Twitter. Michael Daddy It's like guys. I yeah, I don't care how bad or sexy you look, just don't even think you look better than this bankroll. He's not going to be around for a long time. I feel. Like he's living, he's just getting, he's squeezing what he can out of life at this point. He's gone rather than you see, people usually settle down, have a wife, kids. Yeah, no, he that what an interesting character. He, yeah. he went the other way. He's living life like it's his last day on. Earth. I need that good that needs me gives me a heart attack. Yo, he's, he's gonna get it here. Well, 
guys will have an STD and still call themselves a snack. Okay, food poisoning. <laughs> but yeah, spelling this guy on the podcast. Where's he from? Birmingham, Alabama? I it didn't. I don't think he's somewhere in Arkansas. Oh say. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. <laughs> we just saw that. What is? Are uh, you? T- it said me, uh, me yeah, with a yeah, picture with my, of my ki- with my kids. <laughs> I, oh, I'm not. I'm just looking at what Joe's showing. Uh, on so if you ever quite the character, I think you know. He's, to be honest, I think you know what I think is just a dude who stole a lot of these this this old guy's photos. And basically post it as if it's him and he's bald, you know, pretending that he's bald. Okay. So, because, I mean, come on. I mean, these are all just photos. Wait, hold on. I mean, there's a lot of there's a vi- There's actually a video, yeah, so it could be him. I'm sure it is him. Because he, he has like, a video. He looks like a Michael Daddy. Yeah, it's like, get rich or die trying. Oh, and he's counting money. Yeah, uh, it's not the most money, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> He needs to do that. He needs so to get the money on Amazon. If you're ever bored, uh, check out Michael Daddy 51. So it's got to be 51 years old. Yeah, that's. Maybe. But he looks he looks a lot older though. The speaking of of money, JD suggested. I have you heard of? Is it man? It's Manny Koshpin, right? Koshpin yep. or Koshpin? Koshpin. Koshpin. I followed him on Instagram today. I saw there's a great. Is he an investor? Like what an is hour. It? He's real estate investor. Real, real estate, estate super super rich successful guy, but he. Post a lot of photos of like really, really of like chash money that he outlandish made. cars. No, 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 car, car, cars that are like two, three million dollars oh, per yeah. car. Yeah, that's going to devalue, depreciate in value for. No, he so he because he get he does the cars because he they go up in it, value right as investments. Yeah, investments. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he even drives them around, right? Yeah, oh, he yeah, does. Okay. does he? Yeah, if he does, but he's around. got so many that it's just like. But every a lot of stuff he he doesn't like. He'll buy like the Mercedes. Yeah. But a lot of that other stuff, like his Pagani and his Koenigsegg and stuff like that, those are all one of a kind. Okay, that he yeah, had. those are valuable. But yeah, yeah. He's, but, if but he's the Mercedes are valuable too because he'll buy the ones that were like limited. It, those are Mercedes McLarens. Yeah, yeah. So there's only so many made, and there's very few of them, and they've appreciated ridiculous in value, which yeah. is why, you know, he's got so many of the same one. That he guy. only buys a car for an investment. Wait, what, what's your dream car? I don't even have a dream car. I'm not like a car guy. I've always just wanted a Lamborghini mm. since I was a kid. My neighbor, I grew up in a... You're, you're so big and you don't have a Lamborghini. <laughs> okay, it goes back to my childhood. My neighbor, Charlie, had a... We lived in a... By the way, I still I have some questions about this Charlie character that lived next door to us. He was. They had a family. He was their kid. He was older. We used to go. Me and my sister would go play Super Mario Brothers over there. Mm-hmm. But like we, he was, he was definitely. We were kids. He was a lot older than us, but he not like horribly older. But it was like that was pretty much the extent of it. Would go play video games. Okay. But he always had a Lamborghini. I don't know if he got it from. I don't know how he got it. Wait, 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 wait. So was he like over eighteen? No, 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 not at oh, all. Wait. No. But he had a Lamborghini. But it was given to him. Yeah, but he couldn't drive it, and it was in the garage. Someone and gave him a Lamborghini. I don't know yet. I don't. I don't know the details. Oh. I just remember we would go over, and he would show us the Lamborghini. He had a cover in the garage. Okay. And that neighborhood is shit. Yeah. Like that I grew I up pictures. in near Western High School. Yeah. Like it's 
and back then though it wasn't it was just an older neighborhood right it was like a nice it was everything was clean yeah, and nice the place you will never see a Lamborghini a Lamborghini in. should not have been yeah. in that garage you'll see it in Summerlin but or ever Henderson, since yeah. I saw that up close as a kid I want I was like I want a Lamborghini yeah. that was that's, it's like there is a story behind it it's not like oh I want a Lamborghini I can see you get struggle getting into the car I don't care I just but they <laughs> so lonely there's I'm sure I would see other cars that I would like more. But I just from when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a Lamborghini. Mm. And I said, as a kid, I'm going to do it. So, Because otherwise, I'd disappoint little me. Yeah. Well, what's, no. your, what's your dream car, J.D.? I don't have a dream car. I have, uh, There's a couple different cars that I would like, but I don't have one specifically where I'm like... When I was a little kid, I thought it was cool on like Corvettes and Lamborghinis, the headlights that would come up. Mm. Yeah. I always and, yeah. You know, so for a long time, I'm like, I like that. And then when I got older, I was kind of like, I went through a phase where I never even paid attention to any cars. I was, as long as I had something that got me from like point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's kind of like, I would like to be able to buy a car that's three or four or $500,000 because what it would represent in terms of the position that I would be in. But other than that, I don't have anything specifically i just my my goal is to be in that position where if i want to buy something i can buy it i was uh looking today because i've been doing some research we talked about the car washes and uh there's a new one on alpha ann road not far from me yeah tommy's express and but that wow car wash i'm a really big fan both of them the the tommy's express is really same you had a membership I switched my membership from Wow. I canceled them and got Tommy's because Tommy's gave me a free month on each car oh, okay. for that for their best service. And then it goes to twenty nine ninety nine a month with everything. That's the wheels, the underneath, the best unlimited or is it limited? Unlimited, yeah. Oh, I go there every other it? day for thirty bucks. For yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. is the, the that you don't understand. So, I, but Wow doesn't have a franchise program. I messaged them. They got back said they don't have one. I asked some questions. I haven't heard back yet because it's the weekend. Tommy's. Went to their website. They have a franchise program. $40,000 franchise fee. It's, so I was like, okay, it's sweet. And then a 4% royalty. I could live with that. And then because they give you a proven system and they train you to do the whole deal. But then the, the they don't cover the land. So you got the cost of the land sure. figured in, which depending on where it is, can I, I'm not how much. Then you got to figure out the waste because like the... the... The chemicals and the the, the water and all just, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot that goes. But yeah. that's why you bring in, you do a franchise program on it. But it says the initial investment is, I think it's between, it's like two point something million to like three that's the initial investment? point something million. Which, But the wow car, I was looking online and they said. That seems high. It, it does seem high, high, right? And yeah. It, it, they, for car washes, I was looking online for mobile car washes saying it's between 400,000 and like one point something million. That seems more realistic to me, for that. But it that I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna I'm gonna send him a message because my good buddy Stu Bennett shot me a message and he's moving to L.A. Here, he was like, I'd be highly interested in getting into the mobile car business, mobile car wash business I can see as a partner. This this your your fa- me, that Dave. face on <laughs> the, the just picture that that's the <laughs> giant sized cardboard cutout mouth. <laughs> And then feed me, and the cars go in through it. Yeah, with the little arms. Then the cars will go through your mouth into the car wash. That's <laughs> yeah. like the ride. It looks like you're getting eaten, but you're actually going for this ride. And then there's like just different it's like dinosaurs in the background. With my face on it. Right? Yeah. Little T Rexes <laughs> with my face like going. Little hologram things. 
Yeah. The kids will love it. Kid, oh, yeah, it's a terrifying experience. <laughs> yeah. T Rex is just eating other dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when you Google it, it says Google it. How much does the average cost? What is the average cost to buy a car wash franchise? Two hundred seventy-five thousand. But see, there the mobile car, different mobile, car washes though. That's the wait, is this, is this mobile type? car washes can be as little as thirty thousand. Those little ones that you see at like the gas stations. True. See, that's not. Yeah, but. That's, that's those but if you can get a good one with the nice brushes, but just a quick one like that, that can get you started yeah. to get you into up your game. You got to get a lot of but then, but then yeah. You can't just, like, just go zero to 100, yeah. Joe. You got to start somewhere. You got to stay within well, your means. You might get lucky know and maybe your role. Might, might have so a guy who, who deals with meth and needs to hide his cash into a car wash, like Breaking, but, like breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just got to start somewhere. The first place that comes up is Tommy's. Hell of a car wash. For franchises for sale. That's what I think. I'm going to get some more information from them because I think they're, I don't know, maybe they do, they put some high numbers on there. To Wait, so does it up. have to be called Tommy's Car Wash or can it be, can it, can it be Ryback's Car Wash? Hey, Expre- Express Tunnel, Express Tunnel Car Wash is the second one that came up. Their franchise fee is only 25000 Ooh. But I wonder what their mobile wash is like. I'm, I like the Tommy's Wash. They The wa- hell of a wash. I think I've seen Express. It's big, I think. 20 best franchises for 2019 for auto auto uh, car wash. What but comes then, in? But then you Tommy's then, comes in number but, one? Number one is Mr. Clean Car Wash. Never even heard of it. Ooh. I bet, is it the bald-headed guy? No. I was going to say. That people it's, just... par- its parent company is Procter & Gamble. Yeah, that's Mr. Which that's is the, uh, Mr. Nelson. Oh, Peltz. it's gotta be it's gotta be that this. Mr. Clean. Is that that? <laughs> I like to tie into this. Is that the, like the, the car wash kit? Or is it actually a, a legit car wash Franchise. It's like the full, full blown. Okay, so initial investment. You have no idea how fascinated I am by this. Initial investment, two point four million. Net worth requirement, two point five million. Liquid cash requirement, seven hundred grand. Initial franchise fee, thirty five thousand. Royalty fee, six percent. I don't like that. Add royalties. Might have to get a a partner with this. Yeah, but they must do so with the advertising. They must do like nationwide advertising. Yeah. And it just promotes the brand in general, mm. not a specific location. So that I wonder they're, they're that royalty would that, if somebody came and said, "Oh, I got this discount on from this ad." I wouldn't even know if it would be like that. I think it would just be like like a commercial on TV or ads and flyers and stuff for the brand. Oh, and then like people see the locate, you know, they get awareness for you. So there's a six percent fee, but then there's a five percent ad fee. So would that make it eleven percent? Yep. Wait, didn't you want to do a, a truck car wash? No, a truck, again, truck that's, and car wash. No, that's that down. Truck would oh, be good too. We don't. We don't. We gotta. That's down the road. Down the road. You can't just go zero to hundred, Joe. I, Dude, Green know. Shine Waterless Car Talk Wash is number two. Talk to me. Talk to me. Okay, I'm all about green. It can it comes up with a solution on how to conserve water while giving cars a pristi- pristine, yes. clean wash. This, the simple concept behind Green Shine is using. Idle parking time while owners leave their cars to carry out other activities such as shopping, working, entertaining, studying to provide first-class ecological hand car wash and detailing services. Initial investment, 22000 to 49000 Liquid cash requirement, 31700 Initial royalty fee or initial franchise fee, 20000 Okay. Royalty f- fee, 5%. Ad fee, 1%. This is a hand car wash? They wash your car by hand. 
This is so you got to have employees also yeah. for this one. Does it say how many employees typically each location? Because Tommy's is four to six for the mobile. A home car wash can go through 80 to 140 gallons of water, whereas you wash at one of our garages, it will be 30 to 45 gallons. Uh, it doesn't say so how the, many. The model problem is with that model, what, uh, and it, it's more, one, it is more affordable, but the problem with it is, is especially in Vegas in this day and age, everyone's in a hurry. Everyone wants to stay in their car. Yeah. Convenience. That is what you're paying for. That is what you want to give. You want to give them a premium, convenient experience. Here we go. Number three, Fleet Clean is a commercial truck washing. There we go. There we go. All right. oh, yeah. Where's Tom's on the list? Offering an environmentally friendly, high-tech, hand brush washing and pressure cleaning business. Fleet Clean was founded in Georgia and now serves more than 1,000 companies in 18 states. Initial investment required 100000 to three hundred and fifty thousand, net worth hundred thousand to one hundred fifty thousand, liquid hundred thousand. Initial franchise fee can range from twenty thousand to seventy-five thousand, depending on the size of the location. Royalty fee of eight and a half percent. Add royalty one and a half percent. Tommy's is. Let me flip through here. Number I just five. Realized my first job was washing trucks. What if? Really? Yeah. Dude, on here it says franchise fee forty thousand, royalty four percent, brand development one percent. Yeah, Tommy's. Yeah, and they t- and they give you the training on top of it. The what if we just said, okay, look, this is crazy starting off. Even though that's the goal, what if we start our own? You know, you got like the moving companies. You got the college hunks moving junk. What if it's hunks washing <laughs> trunks, and you just kind of. Junk. <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot of guys are gonna want to get their cars washed. No, it's, it's, it's here in Vegas. It's for the ladies. Hunks, hunks washing trunks. Just... No, 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 no. You, you know what you do. You have, you have hunks using their you junk. Have... Hunks washing trunks. No, what what, what do they call junk. it? What do they call it at the strip club With when the they bring the guy, the males in? The male reviews. Male review, right? Oh. Yeah. So you you pick you pick like a Sunday, and be like, ladies. It's time you're gonna get your nails done. It's time to get your car washed. We got the hunks get washing the, massage, the trunks. Come on in. Get the pedicures. Come on in. The manicures. Shirt, shirtless car washes. The nail salon is there. And then during the other six days, it's a massage parlor for when the guys. <laughs> and then the Robert Kraft can come over and. Tit. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I was gonna say, it was, it was, uh, I'm trying to think of a girl's car wash. What do you mean, girls? With the rye. I like things that rhyme. Hunks washing trunks. Chicks. Chicks. Chicks and trucks. <laughs> Chicks and trucks. Uh, hold on. I'm really thinking. Chicks clean. Do you ever remember that movie from the 80s yeah, called Bach- ba- Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks? Yes. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that. Dude, I was like freaking. Ch- Chicks and fire trucks. Chicks and fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! You never saw that movie? No, dude. I saw, shame, I saw it when I was like, when unless I was I've seen it on TV and don't remember. Yeah, I'm. Wait, was it? Which one was it? The was that the one with the monkey or no? The, the donkey. The donkey. That's right. I, yeah. I think. Or was it Cannonball? I'm trying to remember because I remember back in the '80s there was a monkey in the movie. It was a Cannonball Run, or either one of the Burt Burt Reynolds movie. 
I think the monkey was in one of the car movies. Yeah, I know. But I remember I remember when I was like uh, probably seven, probably five or six years old, I remember that monkey was sticking the middle finger out. And I go to my parents, like, I stick the middle finger out. I was like, what does this mean? And it's like, don't. <laughs> then my parents like, don't do that. It's like, oh, but I saw the monkey do it. So monkey see, monkey do. Come on. <laughs> I could completely see you doing that, Joe. Yeah. As a five-year-old kid. I once came in, I was... Uh, my mom had me playing outside in the dirt one day, and uh, we had like a little partition. Kids, kids today don't know how good kids they are. Yeah, kids today. I was out playing in the dirt. Back in my days, to play out in the dirt, yeah. give me a little little shovel and a bucket, and I'd bury my race cars out there. Find some rocks. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Did just, you ever banging rocks? Do your parents together. go to work and they give you the keys to the house? I don't. I'm sure. I think. I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I think kid, the yeah. the term is called latchkey kids. Yeah. Where they give you a key and you have to just put come inside the house by yourself okay so you're like eight nine years old by yourself walking from work from school 15 out there playing in the dirt yeah the uh yeah i was playing dirt too but one time i came in with a i had a cockroach that i'd found i was really little like a little kid and it uh mm. brought the cockroach in and that was your pet i bit the head off i think mm. that was uh so wait whoa, whoa, whoa. back track back back track track so you complain about eating cockroaches in Thailand, but yet when you're a kid, you're you're biting heads off cockroaches. First of all, I was a kid. I didn't know better. I didn't know what it was. Sure. You're a grown man going over there eating fried cockroaches as a hobby. Entirely different situation. It's not a hobby. By, it's, 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 they it's a way of life. They were, they were wrong. It was a way of life there. <laughs> it's... Consciously, I was not. I was not conscious enough to make a decision or not to willingly know what I was doing at that age, and it never. And, and so, I, so you're, you're but, but you, you've had cockroaches and continue to have cockroaches. I didn't. Okay, and for all new no, listeners, I Asian tried, Joe regularly eats cockroaches. I know. I tried it until my dad told me what it was. I know. I know. And then I stopped eating it instantly. But you, sir, also have eaten, or I'm sorry, bitten or bit, the heads. Bit the, the heads off cockroaches. Yeah. Is there any other insects that you've bit off? No. We used to do. We Mr. Used to Ozzy a, Osbourne. Me and my sister, we used to. Uh, <laughs> Bite the head of a This just cockroach. came to my head because today in my hot tub, I, a butterfly. I don't see a lot of butterflies around here anymore. But when I was a kid. I think it's because of construction. But when I was a kid, we used to have butterflies everywhere. Mm-hmm. They, we, we used to, there used to be butterfly season. We actually, me and my sister had the butterfly nets and the the little containers to keep them in and like you can keep them in there and you give them stuff. A lot of them, they all died. But I remember that was, uh, I remember we used to, butterflies were the other thing we used to always, that was like a hobby. Like, because there were so many butterflies in Vegas. And I I saw one for the first time today and I was like, I haven't seen a butterfly around here in forever. But there used to be the masses of them used to come through town. Like it was like, and I was like, what? I wonder what the reason for that is. I think it's because the construction, all the the, the habitats <clears throat> and stuff like that. I actually went to <clears throat> Mount Charleston uh, a few weeks ago, and I saw in the snow. Well, it was in the snow. You would think that they'll probably be in their cocoon and stuff like that, but there was butterflies floating really? around. Yeah, so, so huh. but yeah, I think it's just the, the the construction and the. There's a lot of that going on. So, I was reading. I saw. I don't know. Do you know what the happiest place on Earth is? Disneyland. Finland. Oh, they they ranked. Uh, they have the highest. Don't they have the highest uh, happiness? Tax? They have the highest happiness rate. Yeah, but they also have the highest like highest tax rate too. Do they really? Yeah, because they have so a lot of social 
you know, services there. They do. They do. They were. They mm-hmm. uh, they take care of a lot of stuff. Yeah, they, like, there's no problems there, though. No, like I think um, their jail system. There's barely anybody in their jail system. You know, I think either that or Holland or something like that. It's all that area, Iceland. Mm-hmm. Can I just say it's really weird when people are so short-sighted when it comes to stuff like that. They think like, oh my God, it's a higher tax rate. I'm not, I don't want to be a part of that, but they don't stop and think at the end of the year how much they pay out of pocket. Like I've known people who had great medical plans and all this, that and the other. And then it's like, oh, well, we just had a baby. Great deal. I only had to pay nine grand. It's like, Nine thousand dollars. Do you really think, with your higher tax rates, it with a social medical system, you'd you'd be paying nine thousand dollars worth of taxes? I don't think so. Yeah. Like that's not how it's not that high. You know, is it higher that you know it's like two percent or something higher than your basic taxes here? But you were going to still save thousands or people who have medical plans and like their deductibles too high. Yeah. So they go every time they go see the doctor, they just pay out of pocket two hundred dollars or one hundred fifty dollars, yep. and they're per, same thing with their prescriptions. And it's like, oh, I'm just gonna pay out of pocket, just pay out of pocket. And it's like they don't even stop to add up in how one much. year yep. how much it comes to. They just hear the word higher taxes, it's like, nope, get it away from me. It's horrible. But they don't. If they just took the time to understand, why do you think these places are so much happier? Because they don't have those stresses. Yeah. And it if it was so bad they would leave they wouldn't be happy the yeah because um if you have if you know for expecting mothers the the maternity leave is seven weeks before the estimated due date and the government covers 16 additional weeks of paid leave through a maternity grant regardless if the mother is a student unemployed or self-employed so is it france that they give them like six months I mean, uh, France has so many holidays there. It's just insane. No, but France, like if you have a baby in France, isn't it like you get six months after the baby's born and they provide you with a nanny for six months? Oh, I don't know. That's... So there's something like that. Yeah, because Finland. Australia came in at number 10. I love, there's Wollongong that I've been Wollongong, to. Wollongong, yeah. beautiful. I think Belgium, uh, Belgium, let's see, Belgium can take up 15 weeks of maternity leave. And then for the first 30 days after child born, they get paid 80% of their salary and they get 75% for the rest of the time. Dads are given 10 days, three of which are 100% pay, and the remaining, and the remaining seven are paid 82% of their salary. So that's in Belgium. Let's see. Norway. The U.S. was ranked number 18th, by the way. I think we're falling down. So We are. Yeah. And, and, but I am curious on any, any poll that they do. I've never been asked one time to be a part of a poll have, right. have any of you no i always question when they i you... was a nielsen person though but i didn't have Wait, oh i was i was too i got paid when i lived in louisville for extra money really yeah for yeah. the yeah. Reason. is that a thing that's a real thing yeah, yeah. they actually yeah. put a box yeah. what do you they, make doing that well i didn't thing is though i didn't have cable tv and so it's like oh sorry we can't install it but they gave me information but what what is it what is something like that page idea is it pretty like minuscule or is it Kind of yeah, it, it it ranged from like twenty to fifty bucks. It's not bad though for not doing anything essentially, right? Yeah, just watching no. TV. They're paying you to watch TV. Do you have to watch TV though? You just do your normal thing and like yeah, whatever. just do your normal thing. Do your normal thing. Yeah, and then you, sometimes they would ask you to like write a summary, or you know, 
add some notes or you know yeah because they want to make sure you're watching the yeah the so, show. interesting yeah but yeah but it's, yeah it's crazy that uh you know but you know the 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 rating and stuff like that it's also a lot of social services that's also involved too yeah that people don't see the um I was looking because I saw that there was an article on that with Finland being the happiest place. And then I came across, this was why I'm asking about the polls because they have, I saw uh, there was a poll for top millennial stressors. Mm. You want to take what? top millennial stressors. You want to, hold on. This is pretty good. I want oh, to, that stresses them out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Talking to your landlord about something's broken. Number one is losing your wallet slash credit card. That's 50%. Okay, that's, Arguing with partner, 48%. Okay. Look at these, these percentages. Commute traffic delays, losing phone, arriving late to work, slow Wi-Fi, phone, phone battery dying, forgetting passwords, credit card fraud, and uh, forgetting charger were the, the top millennial stressors. Mm. Death nowhere in. No, nowhere in there. Death, no one is. But the thing is, though, I think death is already in. You know, it's already. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I think people. Nothing, nothing about illnesses. Nothing. Or... Yeah. Health is not. No healthcare. Like, like those. Those things all suck. Healthcare is I mean. very serious. Or even, concern. or even earning money. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> none of it. Old. None of it says. Yeah, what, earning, earning money. money. Like not enough money is not clearly. Right. But I was. I saw this and I go, where did this come from? It's just. It could be. I mean, it was a well, small I mean, these are people. These and... are people who are at at malls yeah. or like asking. I've been to the mall in forever. Jesus. Yeah, asking these questions and so. When's the last time you've gone to a mall? Mm. I feel like you would go to a mall more often because you're. you're I mean, with the it's girls. like a. I mean, do you consider Town Square as a mall? Not no, like more. I would say open... fashion show meadows, like those malls, like the um, mall mall. Probably maybe six months ago or something like that. It's not bad. You know. Sh- Shopping for something. I haven't been. Are usually? I mean, we consider Caesars going into well, Caesar the form shops, shops. The form shops. I could definitely see that's the, a mall. That's an expensive mall. It's a expensive essentially. mall. I mean, yeah. I would go there for uh, if, let's say, my phone's not working. I go to the Apple Store there. Oh really? So that's pretty much the only thing I would go. But I don't really. Isn't go that there. kind of like uh, out of the way? Like you have to park and go. You have to pay for parking there too, right? Um, if you're local, it's free for like, I think, twenty four hours or something. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they have to scan your uh, your um, ID, ID? Your driver license. Are all the garages in Vegas like that? Where in all the casinos? Except, or? well, Caesars is different. I think MGM. It's, I think, two or four hours for locals. It's free, and then um, and then it's like they pay. You have to pay like sixteen bucks to park there. Jeez. Yeah. When when it was charging for a little bit, then they realized you know it's no point, so they stopped. So you could park there. I'm waiting for them to turn the 215 into a toll road, because it will it will happen. I think at some point. Yeah, I think so. Because it's going to be the easier. It's because that's every big city has toll roads. Eventually, they do it to all of them, and it sounds like we're growing. Chicago was the worst. Once the Raiders station, Ra- Raiders Raider station, station, the Raiders stadium. stadium in one 2020. Once you're here, I think we're going to see. They're going to need to raise money for different things in different ways. I think we're going to – that's going to be – Well, really they're, I think they're getting their their money from bumping up the uh, the rates on hotel taxes. Oh, all that. Yeah, there's for, many – I'm saying they're always going to be looking for ways. Yeah. And then when, when you have a bunch of people eventually – But if that's the case, then you think that the state would charge income tax. 
I worry about that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Because there's only five states that don't. Florida's one of them. Texas. Texas. Nevada. Uh, Delaware? I think t- Delaware. Delaware sounds, I feel like I've seen. but Yeah, Delaware's no tax. Delaware. Um, and I don't that's why a lot of businesses are actually based out of Delaware. Yep. That is, yep. I did Your tax, tax-free shopping. <laughs> What's the other state? Um, Alaska? No. 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 Uh, so, who cares? I'm not moving there. Yeah. Moving to Finland. <laughs> I'm sure any of the top five, top six are... Uh, top ten, Australia is beautiful. I've Dude, been... Canada was number well, six the last time I looked. You could just go Scandin- right above Montana. Yeah, it is. You just go a little further up. Yeah. I mean, nice. the Scandinavian are still there. girls are beautiful. I have there. been out there to some parts of Canada, but they, there's others that it's like there's it's nothing out there at times in different parts. It depends where you yeah. go, though. But that's where you get your... Peace and quiet. Okay, you don't even a, need a. You don't even need a fence. Yeah, it is true. But <laughs> there's it, nobody. <laughs> I though the weather is really cold in Canada. So you you gotta have a you know a warm getaway. I yeah. Need... <laughs> yeah. So there's seven. There's actually seven states with no personal income tax: Wyoming, Washington, Texas, South Dakota, Nevada, Florida, and Alaska. Oh, you were right, Joe. Yeah. You did. Oh, good job. I didn't say you weren't. It was JD oh. that said you were wrong. Oh. I will admit I was wrong. Oh. Okay. Well, there's seven, not five. The dizzle was wrong. Gee, dizzle was wrong. So wait, if, so if let's say if Nevada starts charging personal income tax, that would be a real. Oof! I wanted. So you're gonna move I'd have to, to, move uh, back to Florida. Move to Texas, or Flor- Oh, Florida. You moved to Florida. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what. Rent the places. Well, out I here. mean Wyoming. I, rent, rent, rent I think Wyoming because here. you said you want to live in Wyoming Canada. would be the mo- closest to being might... in peace. Yes. Because... And not getting bombed. Wyoming's not getting touched either. No. Let's say just a horse. I don't even like horses, but well, I get a horse and a cowboy South hat Dakota, and just ride around. If Wyoming's not, you could probably try South Dakota. Uh, but like, no, I would, I would go to Wyoming. Wyoming? I, could, I could do that, the no state taxes. Okay. Have we, I wonder um, how the car wash situation is out in Wyoming. There's like no one there. That is true. I'd have to do they the get, car they wash. They get winter. Ones. They get winters. They, so. get, they do get winters. Yeah. I would have to do the, the car wash here, though. I'd get on the state taxes, but. This is the, this is definitely a place you want the car wash with the desert. That's so funny. Uh, the uh, I was looking. We have Stevie Ray mentioned everyone next week coming on the podcast. Future WWE Hall of Famer. Also sharing a conversation I had with him at Gold's Gym when I was nineteen or twenty years old about wanting to get into professional wrestling. He actually stayed and, and talked to me good. outside and for a long time. And told me everything about. Wait, the he wasn't the guy business. that I says um, because you were work, you were working at Gold's Gems, right? Or which, yeah, 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 I was working. And then was it him, or is there was a different guy that says that was noticing that you were cleaning up the place, and it's like, hey, no, no, that was the the that super successful multimillionaire, or whatever. But don't I don't know. He had it. I've been. I was went to his house once. That was the multimillionaire that that told me. He goes, "You're going to be successful no matter what you do in life." He gotcha. goes, "You have a great workout." You went to his house once. What was his name? Michael Daddy Fifty One. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, dude, he had a this mansion out here, and it was him and his wait, wife, wait. and he just why uh, was he? Why did why did he invite you? Uh, it had to do with drugs, not uh, not hard drugs, but it was that was during was the supplements? period sub, steroids. Okay. And it was, uh, he had, he actually, he wasn't giving me, he wasn't selling me drugs. He actually, it was, there's a doctor, there was a doctor out here 
it was to go get lab work done. And okay. actually, because he, he was like, if you're going to do it, you should do it right. And that, the guy that I had dealt with that was working there, it wasn't the right situation. And that was my kind of my introduction into all that. Mm. But he, he was like, he knew I wanted to be a wrestler. And it was kind of, uh, he had connections on all that. Of gotcha. Actually doing it the right way, if you're going to if you call it the right way, but getting lab work done. Yeah. Which is what instilled in my mind of getting lab work done. Why I'm so obsessed with always getting blood work. But he, uh, man, he messaged me after I made it in WWE too. And he was just like, I told you. Mm. It was, uh, you don't remember his name? Or Eric. You know names? Oh, Eric. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, I've lost contact with him. I got I to gotta see. He, he had some health issues too. I hope he's all right. Mm. He was, but I mean, he wasn't like super old, but he was definitely, I mean, he was, I mean, he was definitely older. I don't know if he was in his, he was either in his late thirties or early forties when I knew him back way back then. So he's definitely, he definitely is in his fifties or sixties now. Gotcha. I would say, but he was, uh, he was a cool dude. Stevie Ray though. Yeah. He, he talked to me out there for a bit and. Told me he was like, it's a hard life. I just remember that was one of his things and he wasn't lying. So it would be cool to talk to him. He was always just, he literally, I look back, it's like he took, I don't know, we were out there for like 15 or 20 minutes after he worked out. When mm -hmm. I got off, he talked to me. I was just like, I'm just like, I can't, it's crazy. It just how many times I like, hey, I want to get into pro wrestling. And that he would like, was it, and I actually did. So crazy. Cool. But the, uh, I was looking to random stuff for the week. Costco. Is selling. They uh, are you a big Costco guy or no? No, I don't have. A, I they got them in Florida too, right, JD? I'm pretty sure they. Yeah. What are you a Sam's Club guy? I don't go. To, you don't. You're not a bulk shopper. No. They uh, just gotta not clean up, you know, his kitchen for like a week or two, and then like there'll be bulk groceries just making their way in. <laughs> they uh, the lobster hands. That did you saw that too? Yeah, I saw the pictures. Ridiculous. What's I didn't see the pictures. I just read it was an article saying they're selling these monster like lobster claws. claws. Yeah. How big are they? Like it's massive. Really? Can you pull one up? I'd like yeah. to see. They but then I was looking, they they go, the twenty seven pound buckets of mac and cheese has competition at, <laughs> yeah. now at Costco. And I'm just thinking, I go, I thought that was a joke, and I'm looking and they actually had legit twenty seven pound buckets of macaroni and cheese that they sell at Costco. Yeah. I'm well, just who buys in case I mean, I you're, it, uh, but you're just feeding, you're just shoveling mac and cheese into your kids' mouths. Well, no, I think if I think those, it's gotta be like if you're own a business or a party or something. But yeah, here's, I mean, look, that's that is ridiculous. Huge lobster claws. What are they selling them for? That's gotta be. My like, thing is, how did those lobster claws? Those things have to be enhanced with hormones or something. Yeah, it's a three-pound lobster claw. Three pounds? Yeah. There's some. There's a gimmick that is something's just reeks of un. un it's gonna. It's gonna give competition this for is, the, old, the, the old ninety sixer. It's yeah. probably <laughs> lobsters that got what uh, the radiation from, yeah, from Japan. It's it's gonna compete with Godzilla. Gonna. By the way, JD, I club. saw there was a video on YouTube. Also, it was it came up randomly on my thing. It was a kid uh, food eating challenge he did at home. You still haven't done the food eating challenge. No, yet. but this is the this guy. It was a kid, not a kid. He was, but younger. He ate two hundred and three Chip Ahoy cookies Jeez. in like 
I don't know if he did it in like 30, 27 minutes. And two, uh, and one gallon of milk that he was drinking the milk throughout. And I was just like, how much sugar? Like that, there has to be health consequences to eating like that, though, isn't there? Oh, yeah, well, for sure. I, I, I thought shock? the same thing. I thought, I thought the same thing, but I saw one of those, and the guy did, it was five or ten pounds of protein powder. He, he made it all into shakes and drank them all. Ooh. In like in like an hour. That seems really dangerous with the amount of protein. Yeah, it was five pounds and it or five or ten pounds, and it was like twenty five grams a scoop, mm. or something like or close yeah, to it. That's a lot of stress. Well, yeah, dude, those people. I, I I looked up online. I'm like, how do these people eat this much food? They puke it up. Ah, that's a good. You would have you would you wouldn't want to leave that in you. You no. No, I mean, so anything like even, you know, any of those food challenges or uh, like there was a there was another guy who was doing the um, heart. It was like the hard liquor challenge. Yeah. And he was, uh, Christ, what do you guys call it down here? We used to call it a two six in Canada. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth. 750 mils. Yeah. Yeah. And he would just sit there and open a brand new bottle of, of all this different and in one gulp finish the whole thing. And I was like, how do, like, how do you not die? And it's like, well, you know, as soon as they shut the camera off, he sticks his finger down his throat. You'd have yeah. to. Yeah. You'd have to, yeah. yeah. But they do it for the camera. And That that Chips Ahoy video had, I think he had 60-something million views. Something ridiculous. Yeah, like, and I, I, was, I was like, this is... I, I, wa- I saw the title, and I was like, I'm going to... And I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I fast-forwarded it to different points, and they had it on speed, like where it was going. It wasn't 27 minutes long. Right. It was like condensed to half the time, and uh, I was just—I don't know. I saw one that I laughed my ass off. It wasn't uh, a volume challenge in terms of amount of food. What? Remember last year there was the Pocky Chip Challenge. Wait, the what? The Pocky Chip Challenge. I Is that the one? The hot, the hottest, the hottest, hottest potato yeah, chip I on Earth. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it, it came in a package of like one single chip. It it's looked like a Dorito. Chip. Yeah. <laughs> one Dorito. And some people either kind of tolerated or other people were like almost dying on camera. Yeah. And I just saw one of uh, this guy was a redneck, so it's probably easy to find it on YouTube. And he ate two at the same time. Oh. And it's like 10 minutes long. And like he's he's got like a selfie thing going. He's filming it himself. And like with his accent and everything, I was dying, dude. Because at first he's like, it ain't too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. And then, like, all of a sudden, it kicked in about five minutes after the he swallowed really? it. Really? Yeah, it took that long. And his eyes were, like, bulging. And, did like, he eat him was... quick, or did he... I oh, mean... yeah, he ate him quick, man. Real quick, super quick. And then about five minutes later, it... It kicked, really kicked in, I yeah. want to see this video. It was hilarious, dude. I mean, there's all this stupid shit. You remember the cinnamon challenge? Yeah, the cinnamon challenge. I remember hearing, I don't know, what, what was that? You had, to, you had to eat a teaspoon of cinnamon. Yeah. But the problem is, is when your saliva touches the cinnamon, it hardens up like concrete. So people were trying to swallow it, and they couldn't swallow it. And then they would drink water to wash it down, and they wouldn't wash down. Because it would be like sludge. Wait, okay. Yeah, here we go. This is, just, this is the world we live in. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. Is this the redneck? Yeah. Yeah, keep the sound off. Let me see. 
<laughs> hey, turn it up. Go ahead and turn it up. Let me turn it up. Oh, boy. Want to fast forward? Yeah, fast forward a little bit. Fast forward to when he's... Yeah, leave it. <laughs> I just heard him go, man. <laughs> this guy looks like... Be careful with that. It's a little warm. It's <laughs> a little warm. Fast forward a little? Okay. Oh, this guy's not, he's not playing with a full deck of cards and an American flag in the background, of course. I'm glad he's on our side. Just leave it there for a bit. Giving advice. How did you come across that? Dude, I don't even know how I found it. That's sure like a Facebook How many post. views does that have? That one has 1.8 million views. Jesus. But this black it's, guy, this black guy got 2.3 million views. That's the key for our YouTube show. We'll just do a stupid eating challenge to start off every yeah. every episode. And then, and then uh, Shaquille O'Neal ate, ate the chip too, and that was classic. Really? Yeah. We'll just fake it. We'll get like no. That maybe that's how we'll lure him in. I'll get the get the chip next week and start the show off. <laughs> oh my god! Fake hockey. No, I do the real one. Are they still sell them? Yeah, I'm sure you can order. I've done the blazing wings at, at, at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I told you I won that. Food I time. will tell you this though: the, the the pocky chip is supposed to be the um, what is it? The Carolina Reaper. Yeah. The, that so, the hot sauce. I sometimes somebody on the team. We'll order a small order of Carolina Reaper wings at the rink. Mm-hmm. First time I tried one, I barely could eat one wing. And uh, I don't know if the sauce was a little bit off, but the last time we had them, I actually ate eight. And wow. I can't really, I can't really handle the heat that good. I wonder not... how hot the blazing, because I actually, back, this was a while ago, when I did a cheat meal, I got the Buffalo, um, the bites from Buffalo Wild Wings, and I accidentally didn't change the flavor and it was set to blazing and I ordered it and I go, there's is hot there. It is, it, it is hot, but I ended up, I ate them. I was in, it was, it was, it wasn't as bad as that, that wing contest I did. Cause that stuff was drenched on it. So, and I don't know if the bread probably helped it a little bit too, having the breading on it. Probably, yeah. it, it, it wasn't, I don't remember. It wasn't as bad as what I remember the, the wing eating contest was moment after I won, I had to go to the bathroom and I just locked myself in the stall and, like just, just sitting there, and then water came out, and like water all over my tongue. I didn't want anyone to see me like sweating. I I was my it was I was burned. I was burning up bad. They got they got uh, Carolina uh, Reaper peanuts called Death Nut. <laughs> so what are we gonna do? Do I need to order? Can I order this on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Dude, there was a guy. Did you see he smoked a Carolina Reaper? Oh, oh that sounds. He um Poking had an em- he had an empty vape cartridge. P A Q U I. So he had a uh, em- those pepper chips. He had a he had an a- empty vape cartridge, and he had a Carolina Reaper, and he had like gloves on it, and he squeezed the juice from the thing into the cartridge and smoked it. Jeez, 
Uh, I'm going to order a bag right now. There, it's the Pocky Tortilla Chips Gluten-Free Snacks Haunted Ghost Pepper. They don't come as a bag. They come no, in it's, it's one chip. It's one chip. So that's not it, Joe? No. Let me see here. That's, that's child's play. Um, you can order it at directly from them. Oh, they're sold out now. So you Are can't. They? Yeah, dude, on eBay is selling it for four five hundred dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> Since they're sold out. We're all about investing. How did we miss this one? Yeah, because ghost pepper's hot, but it's not the hottest. Yeah, five hundred dollars on eBay. I thought it's a Carolina Reaper. It's uh, one chip. Ch- well, it's, it's Carolina Reaper, but it's the it's. It's the, the box, the package says one chip challenge. No, no, I, I know, but I'm going to do this too. I, now I can't. Well, I mean, do you have $500? I'm not spending that on a chip to torture myself. Then, dude, it's for the show. It's for the podcast, <laughs> man. You I'll do just, it for your show. <laughs> hey, no, some, some, some sellers on eBay have them for $78. Okay. That's for, for one chip. How long, what's the back order on the website? Wait, hold on. Here's $120. Probably really? Fair. That's not too bad. That's I could justify that. But it's, 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 it's an, is it a buy it now or is it a... Uh, oh, never mind. Auction. It's just it, it's just the box from the box. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jeez. right now it's sold out. We're sold Dude. out. But we, we recommend you that we sign up for our mailing, mailing list in case that changes. They're going to have to make more. You can't tell me that they're going to be... They might just be sold out for now. Yeah. So that I think the bag the bag of chips is probably a lower probably a lower it's, Yeah, it's it, that's what it says on here. It says if you're looking for some heat, check out our haunted ghost pepper chips. Right. So All right. We're gonna talk more about this. We're gonna take a quick break. Sure. I got a little restroom break. Unless you guys just want to stay out here, like I said, and just keep talking. Well, can, I'll just get the... We're not live. <laughs> so we can edit. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back, guys, after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody, an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed. Me. More. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements, and we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10-count creatine. We just released our GTS Go to Sleep high-powered sleep aid, so if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all-natural GTS sleep aid available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Speaking of feedmemore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out Feed Me More Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. 
feedmemore.com and Amazon. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. We are back as JD is doing his chip challenge. The Those are Pringles there you have, right, JD? Lay's. Lay. What have Pringles? I'm really... Pringle used to make. Remember, they used to have the can. The, they used to do fat-free chips for a while. They still have them. Really? Because I haven't, I I've haven't seen, seen them. them in forever. What wasn't that they using a Lustra or something like that? There was yeah, the one that, that gives you diarrhea. That was that. That was they definitely had that in it. Mm-hmm. They were they were so good though. They had all the. Did it give you diarrhea? I never remember getting any of that oh. from it. I just oily leakage. That was the other thing that that stuff was known for. Mm-hmm. Well, people don't even realize there's a lot of sugar-free stuff that uses um, molotol and yes. sorbitol. Mm-hmm. Those are baby laxatives. Ooh. So, like, there's candies. Like, one time year, years and years ago, I was in Louisville, and I was watching my diet because, you know, once upon a time it mattered what you look like in wrestling. And I got these, <laughs> these sugar-free candies, and I can't remember what they were. It was like a, a well-known candy, and they just come out with a sugar-free version. I was like, no, really? I can eat these after I have my, <laughs> my steak and, and yep. potato. So I ate a bunch and just had like this t- horrible upset stomach, and I was like, oh, my God. Maybe it was just like a bad batch. Of course, I ate some more the next day. It was just too, they were too good. Yep. I mean, at that point, dude, I was buying diabetic chocolate uh, pop or soda. Oh, wow. That they had at uh, uh, Kroger. It was sugar-free chocolate-flavored soda for diabetics. Because I was just dying for some kind of stuff. And then finally, I'm like, God, like th- I bought another bag. And and then I bought a different uh, type of candy, sugar-free. Yeah. And everything was just f***ing me up. So I looked it up, and it was like, yeah, Molotol and Sorbitol, you know, in higher dosages or, or laxatives. And I'm like... Uh, I actually had they were too good to be true on my on uh, written down because I was a uh, colonoscopy. Have you ever had one of those? No, I've, I've been... had a lot of stuff on down there. Yeah, you have had because well, you... I had I had a when I first moved to Florida, I had a cleansing because I got a coupon buy one get one free. <laughs> no, wait, what... <laughs> what's the difference between a cleansing and a colonoscopy? That I'm not sure. Isn't that they look in your colon for any? Oh, okay, that's what oh I think. yeah yeah they, yeah. They get, I think they, the... get, they, they get up all in your business. Right. The the clean, cleaning they the cleaning is where they flush you out though, right? Right. All yeah. Because the... I remember Big Show told us that he had it done, <laughs> and he but that's he, a lot. He put it over how great he felt afterwards, and he recommended everybody go get one. That... You feel you feel really hydrated afterwards. Is it? But it like it, it helps with a lot of health problems too, right? Like if well, you... that's a flush. I also, when I went to the clinic, I had to have a weekly colonic, which is different. What's a colonic? A colonic is where there's like uh, again, there's like a little tube goes up. It's really I think small. The one common factor in all of this is a little yeah. tube goes up your. Well, ass. but you do it yourself. Unlike when you go for uh, um. A cleansing, somebody sticks the hose up your ass. It would do it was this chick, she was like a rock star from like Nashville. She had a thick twang accent. And she was like dressed to the nines and everything. And like she put on her, her white coat and she's like, Let's do this, sugar. 
And like, <laughs> you know, she's like, all right, just roll over. And, you know, I was like, oh, my God, it's so weird. Like, her nails done, everything. It was just so, uh, she just looked like she should be doing the Grand Ole Opry, right? But yeah, I... with, the, with, the, with the colonic, it's a machine that looks like an individual bathtub and the hose is it's like a fixed. tank, isn't it? It's like a tank to actually see. No, the, no, the tank is in front of you. Yeah, and it, so it has like a tube that's it's fixed, and so they but they put a new one on obviously every time somebody comes in. So you go so. in there, you go in there, and they have a goddamn Kleenex with a huge gob of fucking clean on it. Yeah, and so you get on it yourself. Then you have a remote control. You can control the temperature of the water. You can make it hotter, colder. How fast you have it to goes. Sit on in. this thing. You're laying. Okay. Laying down. Okay. Laying down. And then basically, the first thing you have to do is you got to fill yourself up with as much water as possible mm-hmm. until you can't stand it no more. Like until drinking you, water. Until you're, you're you feel filling, like your stomach like a balloon. Gonna, yeah, your 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 stomach literally gets big, and you feel like you're going to throw up, but you can't. Okay. And then you have to just like push, like you're blowing out a huge fart but mm-hmm. it, you but your body doesn't want to because you think it's just going to go everywhere but at the bottom of the tub is a drain right okay so like now my thought was i remember the first time i had to do it was when i get and off while this you're thing, drinking this water there's something up your ass. No, 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 you don't no you don't drink the water drink the, water, the water, water goes okay into that's your what ass. i was wondering yeah yeah, yeah well, that's what i was no 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 no, no, no. the water goes in the other way confused. i'm thinking you're like, got a tube up your you're chugging water by going you're laying down the sun <laughs> Jesus, no, I was no. so lost there for a minute. No, the water goes in. Water goes in the other way. So yeah, the tank. You, Joe, I'm asking questions. I'm learning. If here. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the tanks were four gallons, which I think they four or six gallons. How do you know of, they can't? If they pump you full of too much water, isn't there like your body will tell you? You have to get it out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how do they? they it's a set limit. They know how much to pump in. No, but, you, you, you. No, no. So first, when you turn it on. Okay. The water just keeps coming in you. Okay. Nonstop. So what happens is your natural reaction is to hold on to it. Ah. You then have to consciously, because it doesn't feel right. You feel like you're just getting all over the place, but you don't. Because after the first one, the first release, the rest of it's pretty much just water. Yeah. So you do that until you go through the whole tank. It's almost like gargling mouthwash, except you're supposed to try every single time to take in as much water. Every till you can't until it's uncomfortable, and then you it's weird because your natural reaction is yeah, like yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a struggle, right? I remember I was stressed, I was sweating, I'm like, this is weird. And then the other when you're done, like there's obviously going to probably be excess water. So you, if you think there is, you just go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet, mm-hmm. and it just like falls out of you, and you're just like, okay. And like there's 30,000 baby wipes and everything, and everything is so clean and just so pristine like you can't imagine and then i remember looking in the tub after i was done i was thinking like oh man this is gonna be because the girl's gonna come in and clean it yeah and it was clean it was like i hadn't even used it wow but you feel so hydrated afterwards because you're you absorb uh water yeah but they say it's super healthy because like toxins and all kinds literally get stuck don't they do the same thing though when, what? When, when you get a cleansing, a colonic, a cleansing is the same thing, flushing water. And no, like, it's just once. They fill you up once. It's not as, so. It's not as much then. It's not as much. It's nowhere nowhere near okay. as much. No, it's much shorter. 
The colonic is a deep cleaning then, essentially. It, if, yeah, like, I don't know how, if the other one was like a gallon, but a colonic is like, you go until, you can tap out. You don't have to do all, every drop of water. Yeah. You can do you shudder. recommend people do the, the other one first, the cleansing first to kind of, or just, if you're going to do it, go all the way and go for the, the colonic? Well, I, honestly, either or. I mean, They're something like good, that right? is probably, you know... Yeah, the 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 conoscope you talked about, it's actually they use a little camera that that looks into it. So that's the difference. <laughs> that would confuse you. The camera. The, yeah. That's the colonoscopy. That's the colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. The sorry. Talk okay. talk talk about a selfie. It's, we're uh, put that on my Instagram story. <laughs> the uh, I was no the, well I'm reading a book on gut health. And I actually just, there's a website, uh, I got it on my tips of the week here, I'm going to talk about it, Viome.com though, where it's, um, it's a home microbiome test. Uh, it was $200, but it, so they're sending it here, and then I got to do, I, I don't know if you put your in a tube and send it back, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that's what it is. Uh, positive, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And... Uh, they test you for all strains of uh, bacteria and viruses in your gut mm. and give you a detailed dietary plan of what foods you should be consuming a lot of and what you should be staying away with based off what they find in your gut. So I was, uh, that's where this whole thing has become. I'm just becoming fascinated by it. I was like, just trying. I hope it's not like, I hope it's not like the first, uh, one I had to do for the mold. Why? What was that? Yeah, that dude is disgusting. I'll put a picture up here. This what is the tube. This is what the kit looked like. Okay. Notice all the biohazard, biohazard bags. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. What the That's hell are the biohazard bags for? Well, the tube's got to go in there, but you see all the the tubes, and then that thing it looks like a matchbook. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so each tube needed well i mean this was for me this is for what i needed for the, the mold toxicity each tube required a certain amount of right yeah and it has to, it has to be uncontaminated meaning you can't put it in the toilet so would you i took like a, a a grocery store bag and put it in a little trash can okay and then just like started being in the trash can <laughs> dude this i had to wear this I had to wear a mask and get all these things, but then the, the, this is for me. For me, this is what's this is what was horrible. Is there was certain things that they were looking for, yep. but they wanted me to give them the best possible specimen. So I had a instruction booklet that was like, in your stool, if you see this, give us that, or if you see something that looks like this, give us that. So I had to, put, you had to like ginsu this shit. God, this is. Dude, and then the matchbook looking thing, you had to give them smears. Hmm. Work of arts. This is, dude, you're, it was you're a, a real artist over there, JD, Jay Dizzle. I, and it was seven, it was seven days worth or something like that. You had to do it every day. Dang. It was just like, normally you're like, hey. oh, I'm looking forward to the old morning match. Nope. It's like, oh. Can't wait to uh, Other discuss my uh, experience with this virus. Well, I just I Hopefully saw a CNN good. report that uh, California grown avocados sold in bulk to retail stores got recalled due to listeria. 
What's so, that? Listeria is like a bacteria that causes like diarrhea and uh, let's see, it can cause miscarriage, stillbirth, premature delivery of life-threatening infections to newborns, other risk infections are elderly, weakened immune systems. We had a, there was a huge. How many avocados? Hey, how many avocados did you eat before your sperm test? <laughs> I haven't got that yet, by the way. Actually, I gotta go, go get that done. But yeah, I did eat some avocados there for a bit. I was trying to keto diet. Yeah, it might be false readings. Yeah. <laughs> the um, with that, I'm gonna go ahead before I forget because sometimes I did forget one week. The tips of the week. We skipped the tips of the week a couple times. I had to go back and do them when you guys left. Oh. After you know, okay. it was. Because I was like, ah, I forgot. I was like, how did I forget? When you, when we got we got to make sure the description for this show this week is conversation with the big guy talking about bodily functions and fluids. <laughs> <laughs> that will be bodily fluids, bowel, bowel ba- movements, body fluids, bowel movements, and colonoscopies. Maybe that's the name of the our highest rated episode yet. <laughs> no. The what's the, the the Piku? What's the name of the chip? The Pocky. 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 Pocky chips and colonoscopies. That's the name of this episode. All right. I'm happy with that. You approve, JD? I feel like I don't know. I feel like maybe it could be a little funnier. Pocky chips and yeah, but Pocky chips and poops. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, but what about what about the episode? Pocky we, chips and poopskies. But wait a minute. What no. about if we have an episode where we do have the chip here? That's what I'm saying. No, that is. I'm okay. But I'm, we don't have the chip here, so why would you name an episode? Because we talk that, about it. We talk the about other it, one but is I think the Ryback eats a pocky chip. We've got to educate the listeners on what it is. <laughs> po- pocky chips. And, okay. Pocky chips and colon cleanses. I don't know. Clean buttholes. Well, that's <laughs> trying to keep it somewhat classy. We, we're classy has gone way out the door a long time ago. No, no, this show, we, we've, we've, we've totally redeemed ourselves, I feel like. How? <laughs> In your opinion, Joe? <laughs> I thought you said you didn't care about me. Well, when, when, <laughs> I would say when Phoenix is no longer was on the show, the show cleaned up quite a bit, fairly quickly. Uh, nah. It, oh, <laughs> still, oh. still around. We were here. We are talking about butts. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I guess it's all full circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's medical devices going up her ass. Yeah, but she. I mean, she was always talking medical yeah, stuff. Yeah, she too. was talking medical stuff too. And then so get mixed in with other things, <laughs> amongst other things. <laughs> sure. The uh, before we a shout out to a wrestling historian in Real Good Foods, uh, main sponsor for this show. We signed on with CLNS Media. Really excited, and uh, with all that. But with Real Good Foods, as always, you could say 15% with discount code Ryback. RealGoodFoods.com. They have their new poppers that are new and improved, and they believe they have breakfast sandwiches coming out very, very shortly they are sending. So I'm looking forward to that. With that, I think that's, that's good for this week. I think I'm, I'm all cleansed out. Yeah, you feel know. refreshed. Yeah, I feel good. Cool. The, hydrated. Uh, I feel hydrated. I feel rejuvenated. Anything you'd like to go ahead and plug, yes. Joe? Uh, next week, um, I will be in That's L.A. Right. Yep. For Alexis uh, Alexis Fox's show, Highest Fox Show. Um, this is her first one in a while. 
Oh uh, no, it's been a, it's been around. I just didn't you know because okay. I'm actually gonna be involved in this one. Um, but we actually got Josh Potter on. Uh, he's actually a producer of the Your Mom's House. Okay. So it'd be a good opportunity to uh, see him. Um, we got various other comedians there, and we also have a musical guest. Uh, go to highasfoxshow.com and you can get tickets there and uh, see all the you know, the comedians who signed on. Yep. And then um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Webmaster Joe and uh, my website, AsianJoe.com. Good deal, JD. You can check out the Instagram at IronAttitudeJD and the website IronAttitudeBelts.com. There will not be any progress pictures regarding colon cleansing or <laughs> such. Kind of go hand to hand. Although I think I have a picture of the actual device on my phone somewhere. There you go. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> all right, guys. For all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Just have return postage is all that we ask. For this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ryback. Amazon merch for Feed Me More Nutrition, the big guy Ryback. Feed Me More Nutrition available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. In Las Vegas at Spartan, not at Spartan, at Wise Chiropractic. Spartan fell off the map. That personal video shoutouts from myself, Cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. All professional wrestling appearances, book the big guy at Yahoo.com or Bill Barron's showbiz at AOL.com. Check out my book, Wake Up It's Feeding Time. Available on Amazon and Paperback Audible in Kindle format. FuelMeals.com, my personal meal prep service. Save 15% with discount code TheBigGuy. And follow us on social media. We're on YouTube at YouTube.com slash channel. At CWTBG, at Ryback22, and at FMM Nutrition on Twitter. At FeedMeMoreNutrition on Facebook. At TheBigGuyRyback22, FeedMeMoreNutrition. In conversation with the big guy on Instagram at Ryback247 on Snapchat, even though I don't use that. But I, I still am on there right back to seven. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy right back. Feed me more. Clean butthole. Stay hydrated. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and